0: just made
1: the list and hello ladies and gentlemen my name is Joe Vine. my name is joshua Plummer. and yeah we're back for another review uh we've got double or nothing 2021 as i like to call it for some reason but um yeah so we're, we're back to review it's i think it's it'll be the first aw show that has a pay-per-view that has a full capacity crowd uh, that was a, a big made. They really made a big deal of that. I think a full capacity crowd,
0: which was wonderful to see, wonderful to see, and they were vocal from the from the get go, uh, especially with that first first match. Very much behind uh, Adam Page chanting of cowboy shit, <laughs> uh, big old pop when his music hit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, to be fair, it's just, it's just. I think Western is the same thing. It's just like it's, just, it's so good to have fans back. It brings energy that no nothing else can really bring. You know, it needs that kind of. It needs fans, band, man. And I'm so glad that uh, it just—it's really cool. It's the first show, like literally, no no restrictions. It's full capacity. No, like you know, like you know, I can have like ten thousand or anything like that. It's just like it's full capacity. So, yeah. So, um, it definitely made the show really live, uh, you know, lively. It was really cool. So, yeah. So, I was really, I was really looking forward to it, especially as as always with one, I think ten match was it, nine matches if you don't count the buy-in. But yeah, ten matches to talk about. A mm-hmm. um, lot of stuff. So yeah, kind of like the bit of a supercard.
0: Well, most of the kind of AEW like pay per views tend to have some kind of supercard. Um, I, I guess because they only have what four or five pay per views a year.
1: Pretty much, very old school. You know, as we know, like very old school. Like you know, at you know, mm. like WWF, like the eighties and that. With the kind of only a four or five big shows a year. So yeah, So it's like their second biggest one a year. But yeah, so I guess, and as always, um, we've, I guess it's one thing just gotta get stuck straight into it. Um, so obviously, just a quick note before we start though. Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, I think um, as, as you know, we're trying to go on YouTube a bit more. So um, yeah, if you're listening to us on that, go and like and subscribe. That'd be awesome. Uh, we've uh, we've got a couple, we've got a couple of subscribers from and a couple of likes from my last review we did. So we're building, we're slowly building up some sort of building up something anyway. So yeah, um, and also if you listen to this on, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, all that kind of stuff if you want to listen to on a podcast, you know, or on your podcast forums type stuff. So um, yeah, so let's get stuck into it. So uh, we'll just quickly talk about the Bayern uh, match because obviously um, I'm assuming, same as me, you didn't watch it.
0: I didn't, no. Uh, I didn't stay up to watch the uh, pay-per-view. Uh, I watched this uh, this morning. Uh, we're currently recording on the Tuesday um and the buy-in wasn't there uh well it is available i think on youtube but i didn't get a chance to watch it because this show was four hours long and to throw in another match no <laughs> i can't handle that
1: <laughs> so yes yeah, so obviously yeah. obviously as we just said we didn't watch the match so obviously just a, it's just a quick uh just a quick talk about obviously the nwa women's championship was on the line with selena dean going against reho is it Riho if i pronounced that correctly
0: Rio, yeah, and uh, Serena Deeb, rather than Dean. But uh, otherwise, not bad. Well done. you Usually pretty bad, especially with uh, Japanese names. But no, did all right there. Not too bad. I'm proud of you, Stu. You've only been doing the podcast for about three and a half years. so.
1: <laughs> oh, God. You see, it's been really nice. And then, you know, it's really mean. But if to be phased right, I should know names. But anyway, but yes, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, actually, um, no surprise here that was used to it. There was no title change in this match, because obviously I think I had a talk on a guy on Twitter saying that a, a, a uh, NWA Women's Championship is not going to be changing on an AAW show. If that's going to change hand, it's going to happen on their promotion, not this one.
0: And it's certainly not going to change on a buy-in slash kickoff show.
1: Yeah, so uh, BS, yeah, she got the win, so um, I'm assuming she's going to, similar to what her Thunder Rosa did, like, you know, doing some matches and then and then doing some matches on... Uh, NWA, and then kind of yeah, just um, getting more exposure for the promotion more than anything else, I guess.
0: Yep, similar to what I guess Kenny Omega is doing with the TNA uh, title as well as the AAA title. But yeah, that helps each other, especially if it's a, if it's a new company. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it seems that what it seems that what AEW um, doing kind of just having these promotions, just you know, helping each other out. They're kind of, I, I kind of think it's really cool. But yeah, so no title, defense, no change of the title there. But yeah, so. Selina Deep, not just get that word?
0: Deep. You're you're adding different letters at the end. So you're Dean. So
1: Deep. So Deep. No. So you No. I'm just going I'm just gonna De- move on. But she she's still champion and so, yeah, you're just being no now. <laughs> but anyway, that's so, so anyway. There's um. But anyway, let's just get let's get stuck into the, the main show. Just thought it, it's as okay, okay. a way to just bring it up because obviously you know it's um it's important so um, and it's a title match so it needs to be talked about but anyway yeah so we kicked off with the um, kind of um, it's kind of a rankings type of match I think kind of um, obviously I think uh, we've got Adam Page that was first in the rankings that now is I think like sixth or something and then Brian Cage um, that I had apparently done that Brian Cage gave Adam Page his first loss I think this year so um, but yeah I mean going into this match I mean what were you thinking what were you thinking of this um, feud were you like was this a match you were like oh I'm kind of interested or you thought uh, you know it's it should be a good match but not really interested
0: yeah this was a kind of redemption slash kind of equaling the score um, kind of match so Adam Page had 13 wins not quite sure if it's in total or just for 2021 uh, but that one loss uh, came against Brian Cage which was a surprise uh, 2 over 1 a big kind of shock win, which is always yeah. nice to see. Uh, even though Brian Cage has been booked pretty well and Dominant like even before then. Um I'm enjoying what they're doing with the dissension in the ranks of the of the Team Taz uh faction, if that's one of the one of the criticism of AEW is that everyone has to be part uh, of a faction or at least be associated with them, even if they kind of like, work alone so cody sort of works alone but he has his nightmare family he's also technically part of the elite um adam page isn't part of a faction but he sort of is he hasn't technically joined the dark order but he has them uh as backup as a friendship uh group um as with brian cage in his yeah in brian cage um uh, obviously captained by uh team taz uh, or by taz himself rather uh his son hook uh, powerhouse will hobbs and uh ricky starks or ricky stark yeah
1: um but yeah i mean to be fair it's just it's all kind of started from um kind of after that really cool match they had it was it revolutions with the the street was it the kind of cinematic street fight they had and of uh, kind of what cage has like got respect for sting like he was he was respected he earned his respect and kind of mm-hmm. that didn't go down well with people in team taz and it's just been no. a slow slow build of decline from then from then on I think like Ricky Starks mm-hmm. has got a problem with um, Brian Cage that obviously fits in nicely with obviously the finish of the match, but um, yeah, they're really are um, building it nicely, and I think Brian Cage has kind of got to that point where he could probably go alone because the guy is well, it's called him—he's called him the machine for a reason. The guy's well, a machine. He's insane. The kind of stuff that guy can do in the ring is 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 incredible. For
0: for the man of his his size, uh, the the speed. Uh, especially of his strikes uh, are very, very surprising very impactful
1: but uh, yeah, I mean t- t- to be f- I don't know, it's just um, it feels like they've got something here, maybe similar to like, Lance Archer where it's like they've got something so maybe they're going to see if they're trying to build him up to maybe go like, against someone, like a big feud and win a big feud maybe, or go against maybe Mewel, obviously the TNT Championship is still like a kind of good launching pad maybe to get a world title maybe but, um, but yeah, I mean Again, it just—it's it kind of a thing, like kind of like the—it's one of the first matches they've kind of used a rating system quite nicely, like in the pay per view. It's like it's built on some more than respect, but it's also built just because you took my undefeated streak, and I want you know, um, you and you, you know, I want it back, you know, kind of thing. Like he wants, because obviously he's everyone knows that Brian K, Adam Adam Page is probably gonna go against Kenny Omega at some point, so it's kind of they go going, they going by the ratings, I think so this is what the kind of match and I was kind of looking forward to it because I mean I've been joined Adam Page's um, kind of um, run recently they built I think they built him quite nicely
0: I think so too and slowly but surely they haven't pushed him to the moon it's been uh, a gradual uh, uphill battle especially with especially with his issues with with drinking say and, and trust issues especially with the elite and then the reluctancy to join the dark order um, but without kind of turning Dark Order away because maybe then people would turn against Page because people like the Dark Order uh, especially they, they built up a pun intended cult kind of following on, on BTE uh, with their humorous antics um, so that, that was good to see um, it gives Page like something to do um, and it shows he has that kind of support uh, with him and you can like trust, trust other wrestlers so he had that elite for a while but the elite were holding him back uh those, those kind of issues. Um so getting him to develop that way, uh, and also him uh, continuing to win, um getting that streak going, uh if there's a bump in the road, he attempts to attempts to resolve it, attempts to fix it. Uh which is a sign of a, a good baby face. Doesn't run from problems, uh conflicts them head on.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's just one of those yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just um he's so relatable as a character, I think. I just think it's like it's very rare that it's like a ma- It's like yeah, you can you can empathise with a guy like that.
0: Um, anyway, getting into the match itself, uh, uh, we may as well. So a, a kind of trend which happens throughout the um, first few matches, or actually throughout the night, really. Um, there's like a sun start. The match just quickly gets going, uh, usually followed by some kind of interference at the end uh, by a relating character to. Re- um relating to the to the storyline uh that's currently going on. Uh as I mentioned before, there's a big pop for uh for Jaime Adam Page. The uh, bell rings and they start exchanging early, the crowd are chanting cowboy shit. Uh we've got a Torpe suicida, uh one of many as well throughout the show, uh by Adam Page. He is then caught by uh the powerful machine that is Brian Cage and power bombed uh into the ring post. Um injuring his injuring his back uh, which i thought would play um, more of a factor in this match but uh turns out it uh, turns out it wasn't
1: um yeah i mean to be fair it's um it's, it's kind of a fit it never is in western matches really is it like some works on a body part but it never turns into anything other than just it looks it's good, it's a good in rolls into maybe the finish but they never use it's never like that's the reason they lose that i kind of wasted done more of in wrestling matches personally mm. but um mm. yeah uh you expect everything you had uh what was it uh, i think a suplex uh was it done uh, uh brian cage done like a suplex onto adam page onto the stage you know but it just shows his strength because my god he's yes. a machine no pun intended uh you had uh, was was an f5 from the top uh by brian, brian cage uh looked awesome mean um, he even tried to put a bit of insult to injury with a bit of like trying to go for Adam Page's kind of own buckshot lariat but um kind of Adam Page counter and i think he i think he might be right. He might did he hit his, um, did adam page hit like the f5 on Brian cage i think i'm sure he did or some sort of version of it i'm not quite sure
0: he did yeah i'm not quite sure what it's called but it was it was like an it was the f5 but uh, the move itself but i'm not quite sure what the what the name of it is um Alan Page then goes for a buckshot lariat. Um, however, he is then German suplexed onto his neck, uh, which didn't look uh, particularly comfortable. Uh, followed by a little bit more of that or more domination from Brian Cage. Power Bomb. There's Buck Bomb into the corner. Um, Alan Page manages to counter uh, with a jackknife uh, pin for a nice two. Um, we had the spinning uh, Liger Bomb uh, from Brian Cage, which is very nice uh it's then kind of at this point even though i think brian cage is on top and has the momentum this is when ricky starks and uh or ricky Starks come out uh comes out at the front um to distract the referee distract whoever and then it's uh taz's son hook who uh throws in the belt uh and indicates uh brian cage to use it however brian cage uh as we touched on before uh very much respect we well, respect sting uh, after his uh his defeat but has that same mutual respect for for adam page he's putting up a really good fight really good contest um so he throws the belt away um much to the dismissal of of taz hook uh and and starks uh, however as uh, he is distracted by by hook it's uh adam page sets up for the buckshot lariat and gets the win they're now one apiece uh, will they have a deciding match? Do you reckon?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, t- to be fair, especially with um, uh, their their kind of rivalry is built on this kind of one-upmanship anyway. Kind of like you beat me, I, I want to beat you mm. now. Beating you, maybe you got to see who the best is. Because uh, they had a cool, cool thing yeah. beforehand where Adam Page was like saying, "Yeah, um, can you kind of um, do you want to face me one on one like without you, without Team Taz?" And obviously he's proven that he, he could have beaten him, before, mm. but Team Taz got in the way. So, but I wouldn't be a, Against it, but yeah. the way again, it was really uh, again, it, it was really good opener. It really got people hyped, especially with people who actually do like Hangman Adam Page. So it was a good starting match for everyone to get them, you know, hyped up and you know, they back into the groove, as you would say, with having a live crowd back. Uh, but um, yeah, as I said, it sets up a, uh, the the between Team Taz and Brian Cage, and um, that would be interesting. I think um especially if it's a match between Brian Cage and wiki Starks that I think would be a pretty awesome match maybe it's just me
0: yeah I think so that um uh, that differing dynamic yeah sure I think so
1: but uh, yeah just I just like it because obviously Brian Cage is like they've what they haven't what can he do with him and obviously team Taz needs a bit of a shake-up because obviously it's kind of like it doesn't win a lot I've noticed <laughs> like barely had any wins you know so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah good opener. what 12 minutes I think they gave it so
0: yeah it, it flew by it only felt like five minutes and it was a surprisingly short match and they went for 12 minutes very enjoyable
1: yeah I, th- I think it's good trouble and it's just it's, i can see why they put this on first because mm-hmm. it's just like it's gets you know it's uh, they've got good chemistry going on as well like they Absolutely. work together quite nicely so yeah good good opener so um yeah so, uh, so obviously next we'll talk about the aw tag team championship match between the young bucks going against john moxley and eddie kingston um again this is again this is kind of a feud that started off with the whole um the young bucks turning heel well as they say revealed their true selves mm-hmm. that i guess and it's much easier to um hate the young bucks than it is to like them when they're acting like heels anyway but um it's one of those things i guess but um yeah i mean it's just basically the, uh, a simple thing of he still has issues with uh, kenny omega then the Young Bucks turned on him, so now he has issues with the Young Bucks. And then for the last couple of weeks, it's just been a few between John Moxley and A. Kingston trying to get his hands on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's turned into this tag team match is a question a question for should it be for the tag titles, though, or should it just be a normal tag match?
0: Well, it was on paper, I think you've got to go for the tag titles. For sure, especially if. Uh, how many matches? I don't think they had many on on Dynamite as a tag team. I don't think uh, Moxley and Kingston, unless they just built it up on, on Dark or Dark
1: Elevation, whatever it's called. Um, when he had that weird match where he had the Nakazawa, not Nakazawa, you know, you know their kind of, um, oh, what's his name? Yeah, I think, you know, like kind of their, one of their goons that he have on like being the elite. Brandon Cutler. No, the other one. Michael Nakazawa? That's the one, yeah. So did get it yeah. right. I'm just double checking, you know, got to double check. But um, yeah, apparently he's getting, he's getting, you know, he's holding all the titles. He's getting a bit cocky. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they had a tag team match between him and Kenny Omega once. So I think it's been kind of building mm-hmm. between the, just the elite in general. Uh, we did, uh, but um, I think again, it's just like you've got John Moxley. We know's great. Eddie Kingston, I'm, I'm loving their kind of back and forth between John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. It just it, it shows true friendship that I kind of like. Absolutely, they have that that natural chemistry. Yeah, but I've, I'm loving the. I got to be honest. Um, it's just nice to see the Young Bucks have a consistent character trait now, and not mm-hmm. just bouncing around between. Being a good guy and a kind of like you know arrogant and kind of good, you know.
0: Yeah, I wish they kind of cut down. I I know they, not necessarily blur the lines. They completely like break the kind of four four of like kayfabe all the time. They do it on BTE, which is all fine. But when you're on TV, go oh yeah, we're heels now. It's like we we know. Show, don't tell. You <laughs> know. We 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 understand how the industry works. <laughs> it's,
1: we, we, we watch we watch enough of it. We read enough of it. We, I yeah. think we've got a kind of good knowledge of it. Obviously, yeah. we're not...
0: We're, we we think we know this is predetermined. Yeah.
1: Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, well, well, they just admitted, yeah, we're, we're playing the bad guys now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you gotta be got to be mean now. got to be nasty. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but so it's a good stuff here. Also, one thing I put one out so that you could talk about. It. Obviously, John Moxley, obviously, you haven't now talked about it. Got new music. I think Wild Thing.
0: Yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure about Wild Thing because I really liked his um, violent idol um, theme, um, unscripted violence. I think it was called. But listening to uh, that new entrance music, Wild Thing, with the crowd singing and as they're coming through the crowd was awesome. That was yeah. really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's similar to Owens Cassidy's one. You know, like, like Owens Cassidy's things, like everyone just like it's it's i think it's one of these music by itself it'd be weird but with with the crowd back it's just like mm. now i get why they use that theme yeah it makes sense now but yeah i mean to be but yeah so i've just thought i noticed it because obviously it's um we thought it was just a new japan thing maybe it's his new japan theme but now it's a new theme mm. so am gonna be listening to wild thing for a long time and with them ongoing going on the road next month mm. it's gonna be really cool so but anyway so i guess we go straight into this match um John Moxley and Eddie Kingston were not playing around at this mm-hmm. point. Even be, uh, I think the, when the Young Bucks were doing their kind of signature pose with the graffiti or the... The leafies, streamers, yeah. Or what are they called? Conf- yep, and then just tacked him straight out the gate. You know, Eddie Kingston even done like a thing where he like died through the, the second rope and, you know, attacked the Young Bucks, you know. that I didn't know he could do, but apparently it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Never knew Eddie Kingston could do that, maybe. Uh, yeah, after sort of just fighting on the outside, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we had, uh, was it, Joe Moxley fighting with, uh, was it Matt Jackson, you might right, or Nick, through the crowd. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel sorry for Cutler because it's not his fault, but he's um, he's on the wrong side with getting a nice thing like a combo clothesline, but German suplex combo by...
0: I believe it's called, I believe it's called a Violent or violent Crowd,
1: I think it's called, or Violent cra- Crowd, something like that, yeah. Is that the actual name for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't pick that up. But yeah, Violent crap, that's, actually, that's a really cool name. Uh, but yeah, so that's a cool finisher. But uh, yeah, poor Cutler. You know, poor him. It's not his fault. Yeah. He's got no choice but to kind of to stick with. But come on, it's kind of what he's there for. Anyway, but yeah, so obviously then we then finally got the match started. Because obviously, this all happened before the match started. And obviously, just as you can expect, John Marks and Lady was in control at this point. You know, uh, just um, it was basically them in control for most of it. And then obviously, later on in the match, we had so obviously. What what you know? Surprise that the good brothers turned up because you know, it's kind of how the elite work, don't they? They are kind of their running buddies always turn up near the end. You got Carl Anderson come out, you know, kind of to distract. Mm-hmm. Then you had um, off kind of if you weren't paying attention, you would see Eddie Kingston doing a like a cannonball off the apron, taking out um mm-hmm. what was it Gallows that I thought was really cool. It's like it's like you're yeah. focusing on one thing and then Eddie Kingston's like, nice try, I see what you're doing, I know what's happening here. And it's like an awesome cannonball where. Right?
0: yeah awesome cannibal and of course uh frankie kazarian comes down to make the save as well taking out uh, anderson um kazarian uh, obviously was a uh long-time tag team partner with uh, christopher daniels so part of scu um they had a match against uh the young bucks and throughout the whole year uh kazarian and christopher daniels had the stipulation next time we lose we're going to break up as a tag team uh, and, of course, they have the showdown with the Bucks and they lose. Uh, as a result, they have to break up. But uh, during that match, there was a run-in from the Good Brothers, uh, from Doc Ellers and Carl Anderson. So, Frankie Kazarian is obviously very pissed off with them. Uh, so, it comes down to uh, even the odds. Wouldn't you be? Oh, absolutely.
1: I, like, I mean, to be fair, I'm liking a few because, obviously, we are on a Frankie Kazarian He's really good in the ring. So, I mm. think sing- he could do a, one, a single one. Um, and also, one My thing, um, anyone listening, definitely check out... Um, I think the being the elite kind of episode after that, because there's a really really emotional promo by Christopher Daniels that I think people should check out. Really hit, it really plays on the heartstrings, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, it's really upsetting, but in like in a good kind of wrestling yeah. way. If that makes sense, but yeah.
0: Doesn't know if it's going to be the last time or not.
1: But yeah, um, so maybe that's a feud. But yeah, so that mm-hmm. happens. So obviously now it's back. Yeah, but um yeah, so then after that, it was just basically, uh, obviously the young has got back. Um, um, after that distraction on my ad, obviously we had um, was it Matt Jackson hit the um, like a spray or whatever the, they were using to kind of hot spell something in mm-hmm. John Moxley's face, and then used it to hit him in the skull. And then looks like uh, it could be a cheated win for the young Bucks, but John Moxley kicked out. Uh, it wouldn't be a mm-hmm. John Moxley match without some sort of bleeding involved. So um, oh, what a shocker! Guess who was the one bleeding? John Moxley, because you know he he loves that stuff. It's kind of his M.O., isn't it? Uh, we had um, a, a cool-looking, like Melzer driver to John Moxley on the stage. Yeah, at this point, obviously John Moxley was all over the place. He was just kind of was well, got a crimson mask. He's out of it. Mm-hmm. Young Moxey in control. We even had a nice little what a shocker kind of mocking of his Shield days and Roman Reigns with um, doing the whole salute and then kind of doing the Roman Reigns kind of like setup for the power bomb. But um, obviously John Moxley was not having any of that. Uh, because you know nope. he respects the shield uh, and also then after that obviously we got John Let's go back into it got double was it this double German suplex on the young but it's like I don't know why even Nick or Matt was like for. Oh, I'll go for a suplex or I'll go and hold my brother and he takes his brother with him <laughs> I was like Oops. yeah maybe next time just hold the ropes you know that'll work
0: so there's double uh, German we have the big hot tag for Eddie Kingston Eddie is also uh, very hot with the crowd they start chanting uh, for Eddie uh we've got uh insecure and a ddt from him um however um kingston's leg is targeted uh in the match um or his knee rather so his his knee is taken out uh followed by a slice bread uh, more knees um nick jackson goes for a, a on, but it was a, a swanton uh but eddie kingston manages to to get his knees up um uh, at which point john moxley is then tagged back in so there's uh so john moxley is tagged in uh, we have a bunch of super kicks a sleeper hold we have a 450 uh from nick jackson which is very well executed um we have uh a Meltzer driver attempt which is countered followed by a violent crowd um which is also countered followed by another Meltzer driver um we have the, the shoes come into play by um by Moxie and Kingston. They use it in their in a doomsday device uh maneuver, which is very good to see. Uh we have plenty more counters as well. Um I believe we have Nick Jackson who counters a, a paradigm uh, shift, so John Moxie's uh, signature DDT uh into a uh into a sharpshooter as uh, Matt Jackson holds uh, Eddie Kingston on the outside.
1: Uh But yeah, I mean, to be, to be fair, it's like, you could, that could have been the finish of the match, to be fair.
0: It could have been, but I don't
1: see John Moxley tapping. No, but um I don't know when it comes to these guys, kind of, it's a possibility, but yeah, but if not in a normal fit in a normal match, that would be a finish because obviously holding off the opponent to try and stop them from tag uh, tapping, that would all be a finish. But as you said, John Moxley would not tap. So but then after that, he got out of it. And then he hit, a, he did hit, finally hit a power down shift on Nick Jackson. I think it was Nick Jackson for a near full, and then Young Buck's doing a super kick party, as you expect. But John, they uh, had this cool moment when John Moxie got up at one, you know, and had the face of a crazy man with, ble- you know, with a bleeding face everywhere, you know. It was actually a really cool moment, you know. It shows how badass John Moxie could be.
0: Yeah, his eyes glaring is a little throwback to uh, Revolution. Uh, was it two years ago where uh, Kenny Omega kicked out of one of the... Uh, What's the what's their knee strike? They call the uh, uh well, the, the, the
1: BTE trigger.
0: BTE trigger, that's the one. Yeah, kicks out a one, uh, followed by a huge pop. So similar vibes with that Moxley. Just you know, crimson mask. His eyes are uh, glaring. Yeah, he looks like an absolute lunatic. Uh, lunatic fringe, I guess.
1: Well, yeah, no. yeah. We don't say that word though, do we? We don't, we don't mention that to Joe Moxley, do we? He's kind of forgot that past life. But uh, yeah, and after this, it was just uh Young Bucks, were like, our oh, crap. So then they started hitting super kicks to everyone, as you expect. And then the match kind of ended with um Young Bucks kind of hitting not one, not two, not three, but four BT triggers um, to uh, John Moxley. I mean, you can take one, maybe take two, yeah. but three or four, you're out of it, right? It's the end of the match. So, and then John Moxley was out, got the pin, got the win. So, Young Bucks are still the tag team champions i did see some stuff online people saying could should maybe john moxley and eddie kingston maybe won here because there were times where it looked like they were
0: well, potentially you could have had this match go going either way but i think they're trying to build on the uh domination from the elite you know uh, he who has the power has the gold he has the gold has all the power um and at the moment the elite hold pretty much all well most of the gold, the tag team titles and kenny Omega pretty much holds all the world titles
1: pretty much I mean we saw them all obviously we talk about them at the triple threat but yeah we saw them all he's actually brought them to the show for a change it was nice but yeah he's got all the gold all the gold's in the elite but who do you is gonna take that title from then who do you is gonna take tag titles from
0: I'm not quite sure Um, obviously there's loads of tag teams Um, it was nice to see it's kind of like a, a tie-in from the uh, Casino Battle Royale for the next match coming up uh, Griff Garrison and, and Brian Pillman in particular was very very popular so maybe they're are they called the Varsity Blondes or the Hollywood Blondes uh, I believe they're called potentially but I think they've already had a match I think they've already had a match against the Young Bucks
1: um, would be surprised I think so I think they had like yeah yeah I think they have I think I can't I don't know who obviously I knew who number one the SCU were number one obviously before they got beat so I'm not quite sure who's number one now but my first thing, obviously, to we'll talk about the next match a bit, I'm thinking of the uh, Jurassic Express. I think they would be great tag champs. They've got momentum for it. But if they were going to... I don't know. It's just it feels like the tag team championships, like, it's cool to the young bucks, but they seem to be like... Maybe, is it right to say... I don't want to see holding them down, but it might be better for the tag division that maybe given to somebody else and they can continue doing their thing with the elite and all that because it feels like they're kind of added on sometimes. Like, this match didn't as you said, could have it's good yeah, put the titles on the line, but if you took the titles away from mm-hmm. yeah. them, it still had the same thing,
0: if you know what I mean. I'd quite like to see um you know potentially FTR have another run, especially with the uh with the pinnacle or maybe with the inner circle, you know, with jumping ahead, uh, slightly Satana or Ortiz, maybe have a go, have a run. Um because I don't think any of the inner circle apart from Jericho have held the like any goal at all.
1: Oh, no, I mean, I think... No, they haven't. I've got to be honest to you. Santana Ortiz would love to see them as tag champions because, again, they've put on some... Ever since AEW's existed, they are put on some spectacular matches. So I think they kind of deserve a run.
0: Yeah, maybe even uh, best friends as well, whether that be uh, Trent and Chuck or a combination of Chuck and Orange.
1: I mean, I'm against that. I mean, to be fair, it's like, that's what I mean. It's like tag divisions are so rich with, like, respectable kind of tag teams. That, but I just don't think... I don't know who's going to take them off them but yeah I, I don't I wouldn't surprise if they keep they lose they keep this title for maybe next pay for you I think there's it was it all all out is it all out next one
0: yeah in Chicago
1: CM Punk com- uh, return confirmed no <laughs> no next nice try but, um, but yeah so I hope so but again it's good it's, it's, again mm. two good openers good good really good matches really you know you, with young bucks you got to take some of their stuff with a pinch of salt because they, yeah. they are going to go overboard with most stuff they do because it's the young bucks but but you know it's one of those things you can get around it so but yeah good i think it's good yeah. good opening two matches so yeah so obviously, next we're going to talk about the casino battle Royal, or royale if you want to be specific um yes obviously this is i think it's 20 21 i think 20 mm-hmm. participants and one joker like one surprise if i remember how uh, the rules are if i if i'm correct
0: yep so you'll have your five groups well five cards so you've got five uh in the spade five in the hearts five in the uh, in the clubs and so on five in the diamonds uh and then you have got the final joker and coincidentally it's always the surprising or debut entrant that always draws the joker uh funny how that works again it's like wrestling is predetermined or something um uh, (laughs) is it so they all they all come in they have they have little mini entrances uh they have like their entrance music playing like during the match um which is a little bit distracting. Um, so your first group you had in your spade, you had Christian Cage, uh, Matt Seidel, who made his debut uh, a year ago at uh, a at, at, at no-slipping this time. However, he was eliminated first, so he's not had the best record with the uh, with the Battle Royal. He's um, not Mr. Battle Royal, is he? No, he unfortunately he's not. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs is in there as well, uh, Dustin Rhodes and Max uh, Castler, who... Did a little uh, John Cena rap?
1: <laughs> well, was, I put in my notes "Sick Burn," um, especially the one with uh, the Christian one that I find funny when Chris he kind of burns saying yep. "You're nothing without the edge" or like without edge, and it's like um, uh, he, uh, even right. Christian's like, "Wait, I don't get it." <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't get the burn. It's, it's like, but um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, if, to be fair, they're they're a bit hit or miss. these kind of raps, don't it, like it's sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But
0: yeah, there's a. There's a lot of build up, I guess, like because he's got the headphones on. I'm not quite sure if he's listening to music, listening to that beat. Um, or he's just like, trying to freestyle it and, and think on his head. But there's a lot of space in between, so there's a lot of yo, 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 yo it's, Just get on with it. Just know what your fucking rap is.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's just. But some of the burns are quite close to home, right?
0: Yeah, I've I've heard spice. I've heard spicier.
1: Yeah, but. To be fair, it's at least he's got something that's interesting. At least you kind of keep an eye on it. But yeah, so just thought, yeah. So he he done that. And obviously, uh, I think he, he eliminated the first, I think he said Seidel. Uh, Seidel, I mean. Uh, and then obviously Christian Cage eliminated him. So he didn't last long in the match.
0: <laughs> no, and he had a very awkward uh, a very awkward landing as well. I'm not quite sure whether that was uh, legit or not. But he kind of landed on the apron and then it looked like he was safe and then just rolled to the outside. Holding his knee, so unless it was a very, very good sell, um, otherwise, up. I, I thought he would actually genuinely hurt himself.
1: Well, how well, is his part? Is his partner out? If I remember, his partner's out for a while, isn't he? That's why he's doing the singles thing. I might be wrong.
0: Well, I don't. I don't think so. Well, Anthony Bowen was later on in the match, wasn't he? As part of the the acclaimed, is it the acclaimed? They're called.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I must be thinking of another team. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so um, but yeah, so obviously next one was the Diamond uh, Group. That's uh, uh, always fun. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm as, as always. There's so many names in this group. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to try. So I'm gonna leave it to you to, to kind of do that because you're way better than M. I am.
0: I think I've got a name missing. Uh, on there I've got Matt Hardy obviously in there. I, th- I think you've got um, Isaiah Cassidy in there as well. Uh, Preston Vance or Ten as part of the Dark Order. Uh, Nick Comarato, who is a big hairy guy, looks a bit of a beast uh followed by uh Serpentico who came in uh, i believe to replace uh, the injured uh blade uh from the tag team butcher and the blade and the bunny um we had a awesome um spear from uh Camerato to to Ten that looked brutal that was very good lots of momentum behind that um unfortunately again yeah. they didn't last uh, too long because Dustin Rhodes using his veteran experience manages to eliminate both Comorato and Preston Vance at the same time uh, it is then we have uh, the Hearts uh, come in and this is when uh, no, this is when Hardy came in um, oh no it wasn't no Hardy and Cage had a little face Hardy and Cage had a little face off uh, so with a little um, revival of their classic Edge and Christian Hardy boys uh, rivalry which is quite nice um, Garrison and Pillman, uh, the blondes came in with a uh, Colt Cabana, uh, Anthony Bowen, the other member of the Acclaimed, and Penta El Zero Mero, who was hitting the hitting the spam button for the Zero Mero uh, catchphrase. He must have done this about five six times in this in the match, <laughs> quite a quite a number of times.
1: But but to be fair, if he had a good costume now, mm-hmm. I mean that Joker costume was pretty sweet. Uh, you know, dressed up as the kind of it was kind of the, especially with the whole like uh, ha 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 on the mm-hmm. side of his mask. I think it was a little really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think um, one thing I think you t- uh, did you t- um, talk about the bit where was it uh, was it Dustin got hit by his own cowbell uh, that sets up a match um, probably mm-hmm. next week. I think by um, was it Nick C- Cash Zero
0: Nick uh, Camorato.
1: Yes, um, just yeah, because obviously that sets up a cow. Ca- uh, was it a um, bulwark match we're going to have on next week. So, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, and obviously, um, yeah, just thought I'd point it out because you know, um, just in case you missed it. But again, it's going to be a lot of delays here because obviously, trying to sort out some technical issues. So, if you did, I apologise. But uh, where were where were we? Uh, so yes, obviously after that, obviously uh, Hobbs eliminated Dusty Dusty Worlds. Uh,
0: yeah, and then we had uh, the Spades, the final group to come in before the Joker. Uh, the Spades consisted of the winner Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy being very popular. um especially with his theme song the crowd were going nuts uh singing along to his singing along to his entrance music um we had mark quinn come in as part of the uh hardy family office as well uh aaron so also uh, another replacement he came in for the injured uh qt Marshall. uh evil uno of the dark order uh was involved in the spades as well as a big shotty uh lee johnson uh came in as well
1: uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously so we had, uh, I think, Pento and, yeah, Pento and kind of Jungle Boy fighting as well. Uh, but, you know, as you said, spamming the kind of, you know, the kind of going a bit overboard with it. But Jungle Boy wasn't having any of it. Uh, we had, uh, was it Lee Johnson eliminated uh, Aaron Solo? And then and then uh, Matt Hardy eliminated Lee Johnson. Um, he got, at this point, I, I point out, that's his third elimination. So, looks like, at this point, it looked like maybe Matt Hardy was going to, you know, he was a favorite to probably go and win it. Because he was eliminating everyone, especially with his crew in there with him, helping him out, making sure he gets il- he doesn't get eliminated type stuff. But um, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed that Uno got eliminated quicker than he did. Mm. I would like him to stay in it, stay in a little bit more, you know. Because not a lot of was it at that point. It was like I think Colt was already got eliminated at this point, and um, I think it was like I want a bit more of the uh, not the uh, the uh, Dark Order. Because obviously they're really entertaining, so we're likely to be maybe in the Final Four, Final Five maybe. But that's just a personal preference.
0: We ended up with a a Hardy family office, uh, three on two against uh, a team of Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Um, However, then we had the Joker to come in to uh, to even the odds. Uh, No, it wasn't CM Punk. No, it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Uh, It was, uh, from a Cruiserweight champion, uh, Leo Rush. Yeah, we were all shocked yeah that was a pleasant surprise uh short but very very sweet uh appearance from him um dashing around the place is incredibly quick he's very much like a uh a cat like cat, like reflexes there uh poison rana of course we have a spanish fly uh i think we only had one spanish fly uh throughout the night which was which was nice
1: and a standing one at that yeah uh, uh, only what one. only one. Yeah. Oh, come on oh we need to. but yeah so certainly we did yeah I, it, it, it's, it's kind of a kind of like a like a test you know like he comes in shows how amazingly agile and quick he is and then yeah before you could blink mm-hmm. Matt hardy being the the buzz kill you know <laughs> eliminated him You're just like oh god's sake Matt Hardy! come on don't be that guy
0: there's some really good work from uh, mark quinn and uh, isaiah cassidy working together kind of holding each other up like it like holding each other upside down laying on each other's uh, or one of them laying on each other's backs on on the apron uh, to kind of save themselves. Some really good athleticism on, on
1: display there. Tried it once but they tried it twice that fan found. Funny. The first time it worked and then the second time it didn't work and it caught them both out. Because uh, obviously you got was it Christian Cage eliminated I think uh, eliminated one of them and then obviously um, Jungle Boy done a super kick and eliminated the other. So, And then we got to the final three. I think it was um, mm. was it Jungle Boy, Christian, and Matt Hardy. Um, I don't know why Matt Hardy thought that Christian would be on his side. <laughs> I mean, how did he fall for that? He's supposed to be quite clever, but he's a I'm assuming we're talking about a guy that basically put all his um, no. earnings in a match and lost, so you can't be that clever. So, but yeah, obviously, uh, as you said, like it seems like team extreme, you know, or like, you know, the old actually there were days teaming up against um, Jungle Boy, but Christian Cage turned on him, chucked him over the top rope, and down to the final two of jungle boy and christian um a good back and forth this one i mean it was just like again jungle boy at this point we we're like oh come on yeah we, we like a bit jungle boy is in battle royals i think yes. we forget about the tag team warm cup uh, is amazing so um yeah good stuff there it got interesting there when they're fighting on the apron it's cool moves back and forth there um we had a bit with um what was it we done like a thing where he flipped was it flipped we kind of like kind of like swung around the the ring mm. the ring post to avoid elimination
0: and narrowly avoiding the kill switch on the apron as well, which he managed to do. But yeah, going round the post like that, but Kofi Kingston would be proud of that save, I think.
1: Don't be surprised if we see our, uh, we see a, a copy of that in the next like battle. <laughs> You'll see WWE like say try and do that. Kofi like oh, that's a good idea. I might make that. But um, yeah, obviously as you expect. Um, yeah, as he came back in the wing and then just. Um, yeah, I think I've done a big a back body drop on Christian. He went over the top rope and Juggle Boy is the number one contender for the um AEW World Championship that will happen in two weeks. So it's it's I with my predictions mm-hmm. I put Christian Cage because it seems like that's the way they were going. But it's it's that saying that they say. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one.
0: It's nice to have um world championship opportunities given to those who haven't been like world champions. Um, so young up and comers uh, it would be really good for them rather than just relying on old veteran uh, talents uh, getting that fine mix of obviously ex- um, obviously got like world class athletes and established names but also elevating those I want to say indie darlings as a kind of not derogative term but uh, this kind of popular young upcoming wrestlers really giving them uh, that time um, I mean, look at Darby Allen for example. Very popular wrestler. He was given a few uh, world title opportunities against Jericho Moxie Moxley. That really elevated him, um, feuding with Cody Rhodes and eventually winning the uh, TNT Championship.
1: Yeah, and a perfectly like as said, Owens casty against like Chris Jericho um, that really elevated him. So, yeah, I mean, I think they are giving them the shot. Like, if you want to be considered a World Championship material, you've got to, you've got to put them in World Championship matches and see how they perform. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I like that thing right at the end where Christian was like kind of getting tense, like, yeah, you go like really proud of him and kind of veteran move and kind of say, yeah, go on, you, now you got to, yeah, mm. go and beat him, like go and win now. So that kind of like that respect because you would think I like the way the idea with Christian Case, they're not like no. he wants the world title, but they're not like yeah. just giving it to him, they're letting him like work his way up and and, mm. and he and he loses and he loses now and then that I kind of like as well. It's like he's willing yeah. to take the to, take the duck the, the L, you know, especially in this one
0: yeah the worry that i had with the last couple of uh, especially when john moxley was champion um they'd always put him up against the guys who'd literally just come in like the month before um into that world title feud they don't really have too much time to build them but then they've just given them a super duper push only for them to just fall back down the card i mean they did a really good job actually with say that Brody lee the, the great Brody lee um becoming a great tnt champion and brian cage and you know, ftw champion now he looks like he's going to break away from or potentially breaking away from team taz um so it still made him look strong but again there is that danger of them just uh being brushed under the carpet when they're having that big uh elevated push uh when a new guy comes in
1: yeah i think that was because at the time they're just bringing all these guys in and I think, like, John Milk's I think they're just mm. like, "Well, how do we make it incredible? Okay, we'll put them against the world champions, see what mm-hmm. they do, instead of kind of building them up slowly. Um, I think they've um, mm-hmm. kind of um, learned their lesson from that, I think. because obviously, now, I think Kenny Omega's challenges are quite, you know, don't lo- oh. don't lose any credibility from losing to Kenny Omega. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah. So, I'll talk about... Yes, yeah, so now we get to... We've had three good, you know, good, consistent kind of matches. Now we get on to a match that I have... Um, strong feelings for about um gonna talk about the single match between cody Worlds mm-hmm. and anthony agogo if i pronounced that correctly um the problem i have with this story is why did it have to be this thing when it's us versus uk type storyline yeah. i get why because it's, it's memorial day there when they when they on sunday but isn't that kind of um, trope kind of dated that kind of stuff where america's great in the evil foreigner it's that kind of dated kind of storyline.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of dated. I mean, Cody's kind of a big fan of the kind of sporting kind of aspects um, of, of the business. Um, so having that kind of weigh in as Anthony Gogo used to do with uh, with his boxing career, especially with the Olympics, um, trying to really hype it up. I think this was like the go-home segment, uh, I think, on, on Dynamite. So it's like, oh, okay, this is a big deal. Yeah. And this match is given like 10 minutes and it's... Yeah, I I, I wasn't buying into it really, I wasn't... I mean, I I, I quite liked, obviously, Cody's attire coming into the ring was really cool. I liked the uh, four change um, and because they're playing on the whole uh, uh, This is America, this is America's values. um, Taking that name American Dream for that one night, cool. Um, you could have changed it on the Titantron because it still said American Nightmare. Like, come on, just <laughs> does it really? Didn't have time to do that. No, didn't have
1: time to do that. Didn't have time apparently today. <laughs> you know, a million dollar, mm. a, mil- a million dollar mm. wrestling company. Didn't have time to change the name. Um, but yeah, I think my problem is it's just like I get why he did it in that way sense, but for me, what bothers me is just they didn't have to. They had a perfect storyline of just a yeah. betrayed student. That he wanted to get revenge for. You know? And if, if this was kinda of to put over uh, a go go um as like he looks threatening, I mean it, it it would you say I wouldn't say failed, but he hasn't exactly got a good kind of start, really. They tried, but it seems like he's hasn't really worked yet.
0: No, it hasn't quite worked yet, although I think they're on the right lines especially with um his kind of move set, especially from the early early going so he has a, he lands a giant body shot on Cody so similar to what he'd do for his boxing you know he's a heavy striker uh, that's one of his weapons uh, one of his specialties and it hits an olympic slam he's an olympian so that makes sense uh, but apart from that uh, there's nothing really here that I can really kind of connect with you know I, I didn't really buy into the hype of the match even though it had all that big go home build of big fight field uh, press conference slash waiting
1: this was i just i was not invested i see i mean yeah i just I, maybe it might be i mean i know people might criticize and say well i know why you don't like it because mm. the brits were the bad guys and you're just really bitter it's like no it's just i wasn't really i just i just i think coldy in general last feuds the last couple of months for a while have been a bit meh yeah. i haven't have one that's really grabbed me yet i don't know if you're the same but ever since i think he lost the tnt championship to derby he's been a bit all over the place when yeah. it comes to his feuding I don't know what he's doing now for the time
0: yeah he's, I think he's putting on that kind of the big I think attraction kind of matches um, uh, so he had that match you know, uh, the kind of celebrity fight I guess um, trying to get um, that, those names in um, to uh, better the brand I guess or get the brand out there so that fight with Shaq for example the tag team match um Anthony gogo obviously being a uh, former olympian um yeah it's kind of even his his feud i think his last great feud probably apart from the mutual feud with um with derby was good but the last great feud was uh with mjf like the build-up to that was great uh so you know the, the lashings and the, the dive off the cell um but the, the match itself was very underwhelming
1: I don't know. It's just I feel like I don't know if he's just he's focusing on other things and the rest yeah. of kind of come secondary but I just feel I haven't, haven't seen a good feud from him recently.
0: No. He cuts a really good promo.
1: He can build things really
0: well but the match itself falls flat.
1: Yeah. I mean he could build, he's good at building it up like building up the kind of match but then when he actually gets to the match it's always he said underwhelming and just doesn't really deliver most of the time anyway. But yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I mean he had he had like you know Goga doing frog splashes on top. It was really cool. He had a figure four leg lock. Uh, we got. Uh, we didn't. The funny thing is, it shows this match gave so little time. We didn't even get a crossroads. The crossroads wasn't even in the finish. Crossroads No, it was a vertebraker, which looks even more awkward to set up than the one wing angel. Especially when you got. Was it on the back? The way he it went. But I, I just don't. I, I mean, people listening, just like. I don't know how much to really explain this match. It was just 10 minutes of just. Oh, crap, I weren't really into it. You can probably uh, put. You know, um, nothing really crazy happened. Uh, yeah, and it just ended. Like, you would have thought he would have got a crossroads and got the win. But yeah, it just yeah. ended. And that was well, it. It was like, oh, okay. So Cody gets to win. Yeah, yay to America. And it's like the other guy. Mm-hmm. Like, did what did he get from it? Did he look good? Like, do you think he's something there? Or
0: I thought they would just play up to more of the boxing side of things with Gogo. Maybe he'd do a few more like, liver shots. So can Cody continue with that injury? Uh, that that internal injury? Uh, do we have uh, a knockdown kind of thing? So Cody Rhodes is knocked out think potentially that that kind of turn that match um but yeah, i'm not quite sure what antonio apart from oh he wrestled cody i don't see what um Agogo Goga gets gets out of it
1: yeah so yeah yeah i don't know it's just like what what is it i know there's a few between like the nightmare f- uh family and uh, the factory yeah it's called you know qt marshall's kind of mm-hmm. c-list group or b-list <laughs> i would say probably c-list uh, it's like he's gone he's basically turned against him and, and, and he's basically I think he's lost twice like no. they haven't beat anyone like yet like no one in the, no. the family at all so it feels a bit like mm-hmm. you've got to give the guy a win at some point you know <laughs> like come on it's like it's supposed to be this like you know split of a, of like a, a faction isn't it supposed to get isn't it supposed to be this team that split like a win now and then you know against maybe Cody can give the, the, the mm-hmm. rub maybe to some, some in the group maybe
0: yeah, potentially. Uh, something definitely needs something definitely needs to change because, like, it's almost sort of like Cody wins. lol.
1: It's it's the kind of stuff that you would um, if this might be unfair. Like, if if this happened, WWE would be slaughtering them right now if they did something like this. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we? Kind of. It's. I, I think we sometimes are like, well, it's AW. They're different. It's like they when you do do kind of old like kind of chops like that. We WWE do the same. It's just yeah, but. I hope it starts something, maybe. Maybe it might get more interesting, yeah. but I kind of doubt it. I just hope... I, Cody needs to figure out a few yeah. that he can sink his teeth into, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. Or it's a change in attitude, maybe. You know, Maybe should he turn heel? But then again, he's becoming... They're, they're doing the whole thing. Son of a Plumber. Uh, or Grandson, grandson of a Plumber. Uh, 2B. So it's like, oh, you can't really boo that.
1: I mean, to be fair, you can. Know, if if they really wanted to do it, they could always do a thing where they go, "Okay, he goes away. We his kid, he comes back. Everyone turns on him, and like he can say, well, you know, I try. I try to be myself, yeah. and you hate me for it. So I'm not going to hate you.' Uh, and I know he wants a feud with um, Sting. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that. So I think that maybe that might be the the match that might be interesting.
0: Yeah, there's a time with Co- uh, with Darby Allen there as well. So.
1: I'm not against it. I mean, to be fair, that would be a more interesting kind of feud than kind of what they're doing with uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. No offense, but it's not. It's not. Doesn't grab me yet. But anyway. But we'll talk about that when we get into that match. But um, yeah, nothing crazy here. So we we'll move. Well, I guess we we'll just move on. Uh, next, we're going to a match that again. Kind of felt, kind of put together. I f- I found anyway. Uh, with the obviously aw uh tnt championship match between muro and lance archer obviously muro won the title from darby and i think a couple of weeks ago in a pretty you know one i wouldn't say one sided but it felt if, for me it always felt like it's cool we won but i always think should have probably had the match here
0: yeah lance archer has been just kind of waiting in the in the wings like the last couple of matches especially i think against darby um where he's won the title, he's just kind of waiting like, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. is like, well, have you have your title shot? Yeah, have you just take it then? Uh, but then, yeah, then Miro uh, comes in, wins, and then Lance is just on the sideline again, like me, me, me. <laughs> just take your opportunity, like straight away.
1: And now it's just and now it's like all of a sudden like, oh, we go, he takes it and he goes against Miro, and it's just like, oh, this is awkward i was going after the other guy but okay okay we'll cool. go, go for this title okay that's cool yeah. that's what it felt like to me it felt like it was kind of put together on the, on the mm-hmm. fly
0: yeah um before the match we had uh there was a way in this is an annoying thing as well they had the way in for uh the women's match and then they had a different storyline coming to interrupt which had absolutely nothing to do with that feud um Mira just comes in and I don't know why Jake the Snake Roberts was was there. Um Mirror just lands a cheap shot on Jake the Snake, uh makes a run for it. That d- during the Baker and Sheeta weigh in, don't know why. We could just attacked him backstage, maybe?
1: Why there? I, I I don't know. I honestly I don't know. It feels it it did feel a bit I, I mean I get it. Take out maybe you could I think the story they were going here without kind of uh, what Jake the Snake kind of Lance Archer is kind of you know maybe he's lost his kind of uh, kind of support maybe mm-hmm. so maybe might be off his game I'm guessing it was what they're trying to go for like trying to like, you know distract him but um, yeah again this was quite short as well I think yeah. it was like only 10 minutes uh, it's just um, yeah had has some cool spots you had I think uh, you had uh, what was it I think Lance Archer slammed Miro through the table, a random mm-hmm. table that's on the outside as you know you know if it's there if it's a table there mm-hmm. someone's got to go through it so, um, yeah, we had that. We had a nice, was it Miro hitting a, be- a belly-to-belly suplex? Uh, his phone in, was, he, was it hit? I think if it was Miro hit the belly-to- belly-to-belly suplex on Lance Archer, or was it the other way around? I can't.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. And then launched him over the over the railing.
1: Yeah, and then launched him back. That I found quite funny. <laughs> like, just like, yeah. It's like, get, put him in there. Yeah, yeah. Belly-to-belly on to, belly to onto the crowd, then go out and then put him back in. It's like, no, you're not getting a rest not when I'm finished with you type thing that I like uh, but said the same with the match with the Cody match I don't think the crowd will really into this one I don't think
0: I think they may have been exhausted from the first two matches because they were solid um, and the battle royal was really long as well
1: yeah I mean it's, it's, it feels like a match that, I don't want to say harsh Like, should it have been on the card maybe it could have been a good cool match to put on maybe D- D- Dynamite maybe
0: yeah it could have been um, I mean I can in hindsight I can kind of understand why they put um, Darby and Sting together uh, because they wanted to show that Sting still had it, um, so the change card kind of made sense. Um, but I think maybe yeah, it was probably just placement. Um, I guess. Um, anyway, we had um, we had Miro grabbing uh, Lance Archer's singular kind of dreadlock and uh, continues to kick him over and over again. Uh, we have a helicoaster coaster from uh, Lance Archer. He then attempts a moonsault, which he misses. Uh, followed by a roundhouse kick and a full away slam from miro uh, at this point we have um again you you see the pattern here we have um attacks or going at each other straight away It even happened in a Gogo and cody um it happened in a tag team match it happened with page uh and cage you have an attack early on there's no waiting around they get straight at it uh and then towards the end we have a run-in of some kind and this match is no exception. We have Jake the Snake Roberts comes in, uh, presumably with a, with a snake in the bag. However, we don't know because uh, of, you know, animal rights and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because of animal rights. So, yeah, Miro gets the bag, launches it up the stage to a big boo from the crowd. Uh, because that that poor, poor snake that was in the bag.
1: Yeah, I put that on my notes. I put that... I put- I put that on my notes. I put that on my notes and I said, boo. So, yeah, don't be, don't be mean, Mirror. Don't be mean. But, um, yeah, and obviously after that, Mirror just attacked Jake, Jake's the snake. I think he was going to hit him with one of them kicks, I think. Hit him with yeah. something, I can't remember. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so obviously, um, you had, what was it, Lance Archie, choke slammed him, chokesland him mm-hmm. and tried to go for his finisher. Uh, but uh, Mirror got out of it. And then we had like, this really cool thing where I think Lance Archie did this amazing tackle. You know, Shoulder block, that mm. reminded me of. Um, do you remember Monty Brown, uh, the Alpha, the Alpha uh, mm-hmm. in TNA? That used to be like his signature move was yep. like called oh, the tackle. Like that's what reminded me with that is like it got that kind of height as well. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But uh, yeah, and obviously after that we had uh, Miller locked in uh, the match ending. We locked in the game over submission. Um, game over, yeah, and charger gets out, but then he locked it in again. But I think he put it in deeper, or he just like yeah put about well, pulled back i think it was and basically lance archie was out yep. and Miro was still t n t champion but um yeah it's it it was yeah i think uh, that underwhelming thing it just you know it just didn't feel right
0: I'd like to have seen the snake, but there we go um otherwise I don't really have too many too too many thoughts on it really i mean yeah you probably could have built up a bit more um mirror and Archer, or even have it as the big kind of main event for people to tune in to dynamite on on the friday um yeah another match which was pretty underwhelming i must say even though it had the big kind of power moves that you would expect
1: yeah i mean it's i mean to be fair it's fine i mean to you be know, not gonna everyone's gonna hit um not every match is gonna like you know be amazing but um but yeah i think i think it just uh it was kind of mirror won the title it was so sh- surprising like you know he's won the title and then they thought put him in a feud that they couldn't mm-hmm. really build uh, so hopefully, maybe it might turn into a feud that might get more interesting over time. So, I don't know. And obviously, you've still got, um, oh, what's his name? He's a former tag team partner that's out that might challenge him. There would be a cool, kind of cool feud. Kip Sabian. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I've got to be honest, um, That again, maybe that's what he needs. But yeah, I'm I'm happy he's won the title. But it's just that like it felt like it's kind of they done it. And then kind of had to put, put something together quickly for the pay-per-view. But hopefully after this, they kind of have a plan for him and then do something, make him become like a beast with that title, because that'd be really awesome. I hope so. But um, yeah, I think we're, what are we now? What, five matches in? We've got through like, like halfway through, I think. Yep. Yeah. We've got... Anyway, but yeah, we're almost there. We're, we're halfway through. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and hear from my little sponsor. Uh, we're probably going to try and fix this um, audio issue because... It's, um, it's, getting, it's getting kind of hilarious trying to wait a couple of seconds to uh, wait for a reply. So um, we'll be, we're going to take a quick break. Um, this is for my sponsor and we'll be back in a bit.
0: Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. This past year we have been glued to our devices more than ever. Watching professional wrestling, meeting up virtually with our friends, meeting up virtually with our friends to watch professional wrestling, watching professional wrestling and then meeting up with our friends virtually to record a podcast about it, etc. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep or kids glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for, to invest in blue light glasses. We know that you will love your Baxters and we know you will feel the
1: difference. So yeah, we're back from a little break. Uh, yeah, I think we f- we think we fixed it. So hopefully it should be a bit better. But uh, yeah, so we have got a little break. So let's dive in. We've got I think what was it? Four more matches left to talk about, and they're all good, really good ones. So I can't wait to talk about them. I've Gotta be honest. Yeah. So um, yeah. So obviously next match that was on the card was the AEW Women's World Championship match between Ikado Shida and uh, Britt Baker DMD. If I pronounce that right, because I got a feeling she's. Okay so uh, but yeah so again this was the kind of match that a match that kind of was set up of kind of revenge in some ways because the reason I think Britt Baker was um was out for so long before that that long period was because of Ricardo Cedar if i remember correctly
0: that's right hi uh broke um brit baker's nose meaning she was out for a while had to wear that uh face mask and kind of faking the injury kind of uh being around in that uh wheelchair um i believe so um, Sheeta has uh, had a reign of 372 days, uh, the longest reign of an uh, AEW Women's Champion. Uh, but she also has a, a fairly new title, which was presented to her, I think, the week before, um, which was on the Go Home Show. Uh, and with Baker going in, uh, she's the right challenger for this. Uh, she's only ever lost uh, once, I think, in her... Uh, Career well, technically, uh, if you count, it's just the one against Nyla Rose, um, and that was in the tournament to determine the number one contender. Uh, Of course, she also lost to Thunder Rosa. Semi final, wasn't it? Uh, Yes, I think so. Uh, But she also lost uh, in an unsanctioned match in that bloody warfare uh, against Thunder Rosa, Uh, one of the match of the year contenders.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, and also kind of made her kind of badass. The the typical like kind of, you know, the picture of her like you know a a face in a crimson Mm -hmm. mask, you know, in that match. Very,
0: very Becky Lynch vibes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I like the thing when they like, said, Oh, okay. she you want me to get to the top of the rankings? Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. And then she was like, she went on. I think Dark and then Dark Elevation just kept racking up the wins to get to number one.
0: That's the way to do it.
1: So uh, they they used it. yep they used the rankings mm-hmm. the way they should be used. Um, when they can when they want, but um, but yeah, I guess a in, in new t- talk about Gritty, the new title belt. It looks better. Right, looks like more of an actual title now, right? It's a
0: little bit bigger, yeah. It was ridiculously small last time round. Like, what is that? It looks like a bracelet. Like, come
1: on. I know, it's I know, I mean it's especially when you've got when they look at what they did with their well tile, men's well tile, and that thing looks yeah. absolutely amazing. But uh, it it does look better. Let's be honest, it does look like a title now. But um yeah, I mean again it's um Carlos Studio's like she's had it for I think for so long, it's like we're thinking I've been thinking for a while, it's so like yeah. I think when I talk about it it's like who's going to take that out it's like Britt Baker she's, she's been on a roll since she's come back from that injury uh, promos have been great some of the matches have been really good
0: she did that promo I believe on the go-home show saying in one era it was the era of 316 uh, this is going to be the era of DMD um, which I can see and it is the well, it's technically the start of um, because obviously she she won this match uh, but uh, well we'll get into that uh, and how that came about so we had like the early kind of uh exchanges of uh off finishers or finisher attempts so you've got uh Brit Baker's lock jaw uh and the Tomashi um by Shida which were both both countered um, Shida is uh, even more aggressive uh in this match than she usually is she's usually pretty pretty composed um but she's holding down uh Brit Baker um, using the body scissors, uh, working on the working on the bat, uh, the bats, the back of uh, DMD.
1: I mean, to be fair, some of those shots, vicious shots she did, said she more aggressive. I mean, I think she like done like three knee strikes to her, like a you know, mm-hmm. proper like. I think ever since think, revolution, I think when she had that match against Carmen by name, uh, who won the tournament, like that, she's got more aggressive ever since that match. Mm. You know, so yeah. it's kind of a kind of a kind of a character change that maybe could turn into something really cool now that obviously the ending of the match but um, yeah we had some uh, we had, I said we said work on the back we had a lot of uh, was it a, st- a, stref- a stress muffler I think it's called kind of thing like she tried it once or twice in the match probably as you said working on the back I said that right I think but, uh, <laughs> but yeah so obviously you looked at that a couple of times we had uh, Britt Baker goes from, like, she's done super kicks a sling blades and an uh, airway crash kind of thing all in one that just shows how amazing uh, Britt Baker is you know kind of cool moves uh, there soon she locked in the uh, she actually thinks she thinks she actually got the mm-hmm. lockjaw locked in once. I think she's like she's got it a couple of times during the match. Uh, but Carlosita got out. Got we got a super, we got a superplex um, bit um at, from the top that you know um is really cool. Uh, obviously we got um your your favorite submission name um yet again, you know. <laughs> um, but this is where the match got a bit strange. Uh, when obviously um Rebel mm-hmm. is um was uh, a trying was was it trying to get involved but failing mm. to help up she was actually being more of a hindrance than it was to actually help her partner
0: that's right ending up whacking uh Britt baker with the crutch um and hikaru Shida hitting the falcon arrow for a close two uh and because of uh her shenanigans on the outside uh the referee uh, attempts to uh eject rebel or reba uh whatever she's called
1: Is it rebel not rebel Or something. That's what it says on the thing, anyway. But um, yeah, and after after that, uh, Britt Baker took advantage of it. uh, Hit the curve. I think he used the title. uh, Was it? I think he hit off with it first, and then done a curve stomp onto the title. Um, I mean, you could say that that would have been a good finish. Personally, I mean, it could have been because then it could have been set up. But you know, maybe one or two false finishes. But that was really cool.
0: Yeah, you could have had a uh, a strong finish where if you wanted to protect Shido a little bit more, you could have had the curve stomp to the belt. locking in the lock jaw but um she the passes out rather than taps out if you want to uh, if you want to protect she a little bit more uh, but otherwise I think the it was the right result It needed a needed a freshen up um the division um we had another lock jaw uh, followed by a roll up and a knee strike uh, and a tomashi with another close two um crucifix pin um going into another lock jaw uh, which is Fully applied, uh Shida has nowhere to go and taps out and we have a new um new EW women's champion.
1: Yeah, I mean, just as like we said before, well deserved. Um it, it, i liked it. It felt like it was special. It felt like if anyone if, if anyone's gonna take the title, it's gotta be a big deal off Gardashida. And it worked and Britt Baker's, I think again, we know like she could definitely win the division. But maybe it's like maybe the women's division go to new heights if Champion, champion. So the question is, who should go against next? Obviously, he's going to play every match against Karoshida. But like, who in that division do you think's um up there? Maybe like they could probably challenge her other than maybe Fonda Rose, maybe?
0: Fonda Rose, yeah, have that rematch. Technical, uh, technical wrestling rather than hardcore wrestling. Um, I think Rio's back, so maybe wanting to do um, something with her, potentially. So, or title versus title, like later on down the line, I think. That, that could be pretty cool. NWA against uh,
1: AEW. I suppose you haven't done more of that personally. Uh, it seems like it's just kind of been a thing that they just mention it but don't do it. I wish they would do more of that. A bit more proper cross pro- promotion yeah. type stuff. But maybe it might change because obviously the play, uh, the country's opening up a bit more so people can travel. So maybe they could mm-hmm. do it. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, really, really. Could you sit there and say maybe top five women's matches they've had or do you mean that's a bit too generous
0: i'm trying to think of the uh well i can't think of top five matches but there have been some really good matches uh but i can't think of five at the top of my head so it'd probably be up there but the majority of the matches include probably Britt baker and hikaru shida most of them i'd say
1: yes yeah, so it's the best two in the division by far probably like maybe thunder rolls are close three maybe Nala rolls mm-hmm. as well maybe rio yeah, she's back as you said. Back as well, so hopefully, apparently, she has moved to the US. So maybe we might see more of her in a division. It would be quite nice because, um, yeah, ever since she lost that title, she hasn't. I don't think she's challenged for it again. No, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, it's said they've they've done well. Two years, they've built a division that's it's getting there. It's getting there. I think it's finally got. You know, it finally feels like they're building something that could be amazing. You know,
0: hopefully, it's still a little bit, a little bit bare. The uh, the women's division um, so hopefully they just, they just keep signing up uh, new talents um, making those making those new stars whether it be on dark and whether it be on uh, on Dynamite just get more and more names out there continue building that division I want it to be that women's division should be as stacked as the tag division Yeah stacked as the tag division there's got to be plenty of options
1: yeah but I think it's getting there. like because obviously it first, I think there's one time in the first I mean real real yeah like who's going to take that title from except for maybe Nyla Rolls like who it was. Now it's like you've got three or four contenders. I think I've said it before. It feels like it's slowly building up credible contenders for that title, So So, um yeah, I got again this is gonna be this is gonna sound weird if you listen to this. But um anyway, but next let's go straight into the next match. Let's go into the was it the one we're talking about, was it Darby Allen Sting. Um, teaming again, uh, was it first time Sting's been in a ring, um, in a professional wrestling match for nearly what, six years if I remember correctly? Um, ever since I think he went against Seth, Seth Rollins in that I think Clash of Champions might be like one, that, yeah. maybe or some I think he was um, or basically a long time ago <laughs> basically um, but mm-hmm. yeah 2016 that sounds about right 2015 I can't remember but yeah so it's the first time he's been in the ring uh, got against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page they've obviously been the fawn in um, Darby Allen's side for a while uh, basically um, as always with Darby Allen, you've got to either chuck him, or, uh, chuck him somewhere, or you know, do crazy stuff to it because the guy is ridiculous. The kind of bumps he can take. I think he chucked, put them in a body bag, and chucked him down the stairs.
0: Chucked him down the stairs, but they also um, like chucked him elsewhere. Uh, in this match, is a fantastic moment where Ethan Page basically holds him up in this military press and just launches him uh, over the uh, rope. Over the barricade into, I believe it was Darby Allen's uh, family, so his brothers. I think they mentioned Uh, that was a very cool, very, very much, very much a holy shit moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be to be fair, we got we got like a pretty awesome spot right at the beginning of the match, not even well, not the match, the beginning of the whole thing. I mean, if they if this was to showcase that, you know, Sting Stu got it. um, Bravo, because um, I think they've done a good job here because. Right out the gate, you had, was it Sky hitting like a suplex on the stage? Again, there seems to be a, they've done a lot of that sport now when I think about it. A suplex on the stage. But um, Sting uh, got right back up. I think it was Sky was on top of the poker chip, you know, gloating. But um, he shouldn't, he wasn't gloating for long because um, we turned around Sting, chucked him off there. um, And Sting, was it first time we've seen him in actual, you know, actual like wing gear instead of a t-shirt? That was nice. And then I think he done like a jump. He done a dive.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I'm not seeing him cinematically either uh, in a match competing in front of a live crowd. Yeah, I
1: mean it just it just it shows that if you put maybe not in a like a one on one match maybe, but if you put him in tag team match, and let him do limited spots. He can still contribute, and it's shown here that he still could do some awesome stuff.
0: Absolutely, and demonstrating that out, out of the gate was the was the right call because this was a this was a long show. They need to get the crowd pumped. Uh, they couldn't just rely on Allen to do all the all the heavy lifting for Sting Sting had to get his offense in as well
1: yeah I mean to be fair enough that just the match started and Sting like was I think, building on that momentum I think he's whipping Darby Allen back and forth between uh, was it Ethan Payton's um, Scorpio Sky that was really cool um, he even hit running Bulldog that I know it's not amazing but for a guy of his age just, it's still pretty cool I think that was really cool yeah man it's, uh, it was just it, said it was I don't, I don't know just uh, for how is he like 64 he's, he's in his mid 60s in mean, Sting now right 61 yeah Okay, sixty one. Okay, uh, but yeah, but but um, yeah, and obviously after that, obviously um we got this bit where Darby Allen was um in control, uh but obviously Sky kind of tripped him when he was on top rope and kind of like knocked him down, and then obviously it was just Ethan Page and Scott uh Scorpio Sky kind of um in control. Um, we obviously got um a classic attitude era ref didn't see the tag moment that's um I always like seeing now and Aww. then because you know.
0: And Aubrey Edwards and Aubrey Edwards I think it was too, who's the most reliable
1: referee. Like, come on, Aubrey. Like at right? It's just like it's just like even even when I was shocked. I did, I think I've watched it, I was like, I, I he did tag him and he didn't see it. It's like and then after that it kind of got EO, you know, um uh. Yeah and after that yeah. But then but then you got your spot you were talking about, you know, like you know, press slamming onto his brothers. It was kinda of cool. I mean to be if if you're gonna chuck him at anyone, chuck him at his family, you know, the ultimate insult. You Know, but, um, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we had a bit where like Sting was conflicted, like, uh, we got to an, it was really close to a 10 count when Sting was conflicted. Do I bring him back in to get beaten down, or do I keep him out to say live to fight another day? I kind of like that kind of conflict, you know, it shows that he cares about the, the kid cares about the kid, you know,
0: yeah. Uh, that kind of, Yeah, conflict to get him back into the ring eventually, Darby and just pops up uh, at nine, um, uh, because he's a ridiculously committed in the freak of nature the amount of like injury the amount of bumps that he can take um, I mean yeah he's still fairly a, a young man still um, but you kind of question like how long can he do that for because uh, that's going to take a toll on his body uh, in the next few years or so yeah uh, so Ethan Page went for the Ethan Page goes for the ego's edge with Scorpius car on the outside Di manages to kick uh, scorpio sky and and intelligently hooks his leg on the turnbuckle to stop yeah uh, even page going for that signature he managed to get even page in a chokehold, so clambering onto his back, um leading into uh a into a stunner leading to a big hot tag with sting uh doing his signature splashes even a sunset flip slash code red uh code red always gets a nice pop i don't think we technically saw a destroyer but that was the closest we got to it uh so they're cutting those down which is nice there's like one code red and one sunset flip yeah
1: but um anyway, yeah so god this is good this has got worse um but anyway well, um but yeah after cold red wm came in and wm was like kind of um for the top i think uh was it, i think even paged uh was it done a cheap shot onto on up at the top uh we got a bit where was it he kind of power bombed uh, darby allen onto um onto sting he was on the floor that's kind of cool um mm-hmm. then we got then we got was it i think uh was it uh was it Sting? we got a scorpion death was it death Deathlock lock applied in that was really cool but and then we had uh, and then and uh, yep. darby allen came in hit an arm but i think he was um Scorpius guy had like an arm bar onto Darby Allen and we had this bit where they're both scratching each other's mm-hmm. eyes you know attacking each other that's um again it's really cool because they both hate each other because they had like battles in the past in the Indies mm-hmm. right Ethan Page and Darby Allen so but yeah uh, was all all was um she 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 had enough of this she was like no there's gonna be there's gonna be I want two of the legal people in this match you two get out that kind of um, I kind of like she's like come got." We've got to sort this out. Uh, I think it was Scorpio... I think it was Scorpio Sky and Sting were the legal, uh, legal two, if I remember. Then it just got... Um, mm-hmm. we uh, Sting went for a st- Stinger Splash. Uh, Scorpio Sky got out of the way. Uh, then the finish was basically Scorpio Sky trying to go for that cutter over the top. You had Sting holding onto the rope so he falls flat on his ass. Then out of nowhere, he hit a really cool Scorpion death drop. Again, the, the, the transition was really cool. And um, yeah, got he got the pin. Mm-hmm. And he got the win. So... Yeah, there we go. Loving it. Oh, I mean, to be fair, like he look again. It's, it proves that they're using him correctly, Sting. You know, he's not doing too much, but when he does, he's doing it like maximizing what he can do. Yes,
0: and helping. Well, uh, Darby, even though Darby is over as it is, I um, think elevate him so Darby is one day going to be a world champion. Um, maybe not in the near future. Because um, he he already mentioned that he uh, he mentioned that he wanted the TNT Championship. That's the one he was after. So I think that's still his pursuit, still his goal to potentially have a rematch against Miro and try and win back that uh, that championship. It was something that was sort of neglected in his first I think month um, holding it. He and he pointed out that he hasn't he hasn't really defended it, uh, and he's very disappointed about that. So he defended it pretty much each and every week uh from from then on
1: 10 matches yeah. in a row i think i think i think he done 10 top defenses if um uh, if i remember mm-hmm. what they said so yeah i mean i think i like that i felt like the story they're going for it hopefully um he goes back to that and we have like a rematch against muro maybe because i think there's a lot of story there that they could do with it but um yeah again again ethan Page and. Uh, Scorpio Sky. It's like again, it just for again, it, it's cool, but it feels like they us just well, we don't know what to do with these guys. Just yeah. put them a the tag team. Maybe they, maybe they're like they keep going, or maybe like Scorpio Sky would get another chance to the to go against Miro. Maybe say well, we want the TNT Championship. But so yeah, we just have to wait and see. So um, yeah, so um, that ties in quite nicely to our uh, next match we want to talk about is the freeway um or the triple threat match for the AEW World Championship with the champion Kenny Omega. Uh, and the number ranked, I think, ranked one and wa- ranked two in the rankings um, of his Cassidy and Pack. Yeah, so
0: there was a tournament slash number one contenders uh, matching Pack and Cassidy. Um, I'm not quite sure whether it was a legit injury or just kayfabe, but it looked particularly nasty anyway. Um, Pack going for a avalanche kind of power bomb with. Orange landing on the back of his head, and neck. He looked very uh, well. It's very uncomfortable to to watch. Um, the match had to be. The match was stopped, and Kenny Omega and Don Callis. They come down to the ring. Oh, that means because no one wins. I don't get an opponent, so no one has to. No one has to face me. Uh, however, Tenshin Vaughn interrupts uh, to announce that the AEW World Championship will be on, but it will be in a triple threat match. Of course, uh, Omega and Callus are not particularly happy about this because, as we know, with triple threat matches in any multi-man uh, or multi-woman, multi-person contests, uh, the champion does not have to be pinned or the champion does not have to be submitted uh, in order to set title. Uh, so, what they do is they attempt to uh, coerce, try to persuade Orange Cassidy to to drop out of, of the triple threat to make it a one-on-one uh, against Pack. Uh, Omega has faced Pack before and has won in that. Uh, fantastic uh iron man match um they give the contract to orange to say okay just drop out you, you'll have your title match at a later date once you're fully recovered because it's important you know, for the brand you know for AEW, you know you've got to sell merch you can't do that you know on, on the shelves you know we need need you to keep you fresh or freshly squeezed i guess uh orange cast is responsible to rip up the contract uh, and as a result the triple threat match stays as it is as it is scheduled
1: um, yeah, I, um, it was, again, it was, um, it did, again, it was one of those matches that felt like the build-up was kind of different, whether it's like, we didn't know who Kenny Omega was going to go against, and all of a sudden that we found out that the rankings were like, these two were top two, so it was a bit weird, but yeah, it was just kind of what the story was in the last few weeks, but yeah, I mean, when, when it comes to the match, it kind of was like a situation of Pac wanted to take out, um, Kenny Omega, Kenny wanted to take out oh, almost Casty because he doesn't respect him. And obviously, he's really pissed about what you just said about the whole thing ripping up his um, offer. And obviously, Owens cast he won't take out Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega, and to kind of in the in the promo, like leading in, they were kind of going into the situation of you do realize I beat Chris Jericho Trice, right? You do realize that who I am type thing. So he had something to prove in this match as well as win the title. So yeah, it was um but yeah, but it's um I think, what do you think? What do you think of the match as a whole? Because obviously, it's like second longest of the second longest of the night minus still obviously the main event what are your thoughts on it
0: i think the triple threat match was ultimately a very good idea um i think we've had we've been down the route of um kenny omega um and pack before uh but this gives again a fresh a freshly squeezed approach uh to it uh pack and cassidy also don't get on um they had that match at was it Revolution last year? A very entertaining contest. Um, and Omega and Cassidy. It's it's clear uh, that there's some tension, some rivalry there. You know, the whole sunglasses thing that was Kenny's thing with the cleaner uh, doesn't respect Cassidy for you know being well, basically being orange, being laid back, being the lazy wrestler uh, that he is. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah the triple threat match was a a good idea good dynamic they have, all have history um they all have history with each other they have completely different things to offer They're completely different wrestlers um pack is more i guess in keeping of kayfabe uh, a lot more omega kind of blurs blurs the lines a little bit it, you guess kind of say kind of cartoony sometimes so it's orange cassidy is what you'd say a comedy wrestler turning into more of a uh legit uh, fighter
1: yeah it was just um yeah it was just one it was just one of those uh matches where you just kind of even if the story wasn't exactly there it was like you knew these three were going to put on some sort of i wouldn't use the word clinic but definitely an outstanding matchup. and um let's be honest they mm. well damn well did i mean this was absolutely an amazing matchup. I mean the kind of, the kind of combos they had of like good uh, I think they all had all three men had a good as in triple threats they all have their own little time to shine and I think like the chemistry between mm-hmm. those three was uh, evident and it was just like the combos of uh, move sets they kept doing um, all kinds of all kinds of stuff I mean I've got so many notes here of how <laughs> so many awesome like moves and all that they've done this match. Let's go through some of them um but uh but anyway when it comes to the start off it kind of um the best at the moment where i think pack and Ke- uh, kenny omega kind of fighting uh, i think a mid-air collision kind of like thinking of the same thing both on the floor and as you were saying about always casty being a lazy wrestler kind of just came in and you know just came in just slowly gave a pin to both pack and kenny omega you know because you know he wants to do the bare minimum if he can win without without doing much effort He's a happy man so but he did try here um yeah and after that we had again we had these um cool um another moment where it, it both kenny omega and Owen Cassidy had the the cliche kind of back and forth pin attempts you know like where you go for a pin you go for a pin back and forth uh they're both holding on to it, yeah, kind of each other like you know trying to go for another pin and then all of a sudden you've got pack you know always keep an eye on pack doing like a 450 splash on both i think both owens cassidy and kenny omega uh, we got a lot of four or five V triggers by um, Kenny Omega. I mean, you think you think the Unbox to go do, do too many um, super kicks? K- Kenny Omega does like how many V triggers in matches? I do not know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you got to have that kind of stuff. You had a cool moment when you got Omos Cassidy, kind of like um, the uh, uh, Kenny Omega was trying to do the Snapdragon off the top, and then he kind of like um, typical Omos um, Cassidy using his strength to slowly put his hands in his pockets and stops Kenny Omega from doing the suplex. But, um, yeah, again, they had, had cool moments like this, man. It was just, it was so, it was just like, it's what I don't really think downside to this match. is some people point out, that could be true is that, um, was it a bit longer than it should have been? Cause it kind of did drag near the end. Wouldn't you think?
0: If you had a match or two fewer on the card, uh, I wouldn't mind it being, being as long as it was. I, what did it run for like 27 minutes i think it was but it didn't feel like it you know it's similar to um okay yeah similar to page and i so, well, yeah. page and cage i thought that match was five minutes it was double that time this match i thought it was 15 18 minutes it was an extra 10 minutes on top of that so it flew by i was having fun uh so that when time is kind of irrelevant you don't know how long the match is going on for i think that's a good thing Especially if you're if you're engaged in the action for sure. If you're not so, then it does drag.
1: Yeah, but it it was a long
0: show. Yeah, especially up to that point, it'd been running for three hours.
1: (laughs) You wouldn't you wouldn't have thanked it, right? You wouldn't have fought it though. But um, yeah, Um, but yeah, I've just said. But it said it's like it. It maybe did. Maybe it did. But maybe it's because it's like there were so many false finishes that he could have tried as well. But again, have more. But anyway, they have more. I think it was a bit where, but we we'll go back more of the cool stuff in it. The Kenny Omega hit more V triggers on I was casty. There was this bit where he put his hands in his pockets in defiance, and then he kind of like he looks like he was going to say, "Give me, a, give me another V trigger," but then all of a sudden he just collapsed on the floor. That's very, you know, you know, very comedy kind of hilarious in some ways. He, he, he can only take so many of those V triggers. Uh, but we got uh, we got say, uh, was it we got Packed done a brainbuster when I was casty? Uh, we got um, Pac doing some like sunset flip. Um, Powerbomb on on Casti and a fa- Falcon owl from the top. That um, this is kind of the best bit, of the match. When after that, obviously you thought Pat's going to go for the pin. Obviously Cassidy comes in, t- chucks Pack out of the wing, goes for the pin. And when we're Oof. talking about near falls, we're talking about near falls. It it was so so close. Literally, the ref was ready to put uh, the the ref the ref was ready to put the hand for the free count. It was literally inches. I mean, I've got to be honest, people in the, the crowd mm. are really, really wanting Owens Cassidy to win this match. You know, they're really up for it. I think he's really over. Like, um, Maybe he's been a bit hit and miss recently, but in this match and against, like, the performance well, I, I think um, some point out correctly, maybe everyone keeps saying um, Adam Page taking that tire off Kenny Omega. Could you see Owens uh, Cassidy being that person to do it?
0: In the future, but in what's fitting up the story and what's going on at the moment, I'd say it, it makes sense for Hangman Adam Page to become the next world champion.
1: So um, yeah, storyline well, it makes sense uh, for Adam Page to win to win it. But anyway, but yes, yeah, so let's go kind of talk about the kind of near the finish of the match. Uh, we had um, obviously had um, uh, Pack wasn't really happy with um, was it at, with um, Owens oh, Cassie doing this. Uh, We've done them lazy kicks on Pack. And he just done what most people would do, kick him in the groin, because he's pissed off with him and he's not happy. So, and then Owens Cassidy got back into it, hit like a, the beach break, um, kind of finisher on Omega, just for a two. And then we got kind of near the end, we had like Owens Cassidy hit a, a super, uh, what was it an orange punch on Kelly Omega and Pack, and then went, hits another orange punch on Pack. He got the pin, looks like he was going to get the win, but then the ref, uh, Don, Don Callis, came off the commentary booth, came back. Dragged the ref outside the ring, and um, yeah, I think um, there was a funny thing where he turned around and it was Cassie's looking at him, going, "What are you doing, man? What are you doing?" But um, Pack wasn't having any of it. Cause he came back and he locked in the brutalizer. Um, Kenny Omega was obviously on the outside, came back in, and he um, tried to um, tried to um, stop him. But for some reason, I don't know what it was, but Pac had that brutalizer in locked nice and tight and couldn't and couldn't release it. So Typical Kenny Omega. I would think this would be a disqualification, but um, he kind of just took out the ref, kicked him in the face. Because you know, I guess, and you can do that. And um, even even if a triple threat, I guess you can just kick a ref in the face.
0: Well, yeah, but they said they said that at the beginning. They said at the beginning it was no no disqualifications and no countouts. Yeah, similar to any triple threat match.
1: Yeah, I know, but surely surely it's got to be a thing about hitting refs like that. Like this is plainly obvious, but it's fine. But. Um, but yeah, so obviously um, then after that, just um, uh, we we, well, we got Kenny Omega just waiting, got all the four of his belts, we're not talking about just one shot to the face with title belts, all four of his titles in the face of um, Pac, looks like he was going to get the win, Almost Cassidy comes back, gets another Superman punch in Kenny Omega, uh, the ref, uh, was, it Audrey Ed, uh, was it Audrey Edwards, um, she uh, came back, she, she came in uh, to try, because obviously ref is down, Went for uh, went for the pin. Looks like Owens Casty was going to get uh, get the win, but then obviously uh, obviously Cast uh, I mean Kenny Omega, done a crucifix pin, got the three, and yeah, he um, survived somehow, and is still your AEW World Champion. But I, d- but my God, it's exhausting talking about it. It was a, it was awesome watching it. I mean, what a, what a world title match! What a world title match!
0: I'm quite surprised um, Pack didn't take the pin. He had well four. Belt shots to the head. You'd thought, okay, you're taking that many blows, you can take the pin, uh, surely. But then it's it's set up with a, a crucifix roll up. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, I found that a little bit odd.
1: I mean, maybe if they use the, um, maybe if they use the um, Good Brothers uh, later on, maybe maybe a screwy, maybe a screwier finish maybe, might have been better. Maybe.
0: Yeah, go full screwy finish because that's what they were doing.
1: It's pretty much what it was. This <laughs> is basically... I, I don't think I've seen anyone take four title belts to the face before. You know, not one, not two, not three, but four. Especially multiple titles. i surprised he wasn't busted open. But anyway, but yeah, so... Do you think there'd be another... Do you think... Because um, obviously we've got um, Jungle Boy going against Kenny Omega in two weeks. That should be a good match. that would be good. Do you think Um, Owens Cassidy will get another shot? Do you think?
0: I think so. I'm thinking all the... He'll squirm his way in to have that one-on-one uh, title opportunity.
1: I think. I think there's a good chance. Maybe not. Maybe next year he might win it at some point. Maybe when um, uh, he. I'm sure he's going to win that title next year or so. The way he's booking him, he's on. It looks like he's going to win that title at some point. Obviously,
0: yeah. Potentially, same as Darby Allen, future world champion. But by the way things are going at the moment, story wise, doesn't quite make sense. Even though he's very popular.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, again, just but obviously we we'll talk about the main event in a bit, but, like, match of the night? Or do you think there was better matches before this? Do you think?
0: I enjoyed this match. Um, I enjoyed the tag team match as well, with the Bucks, uh, Moxley uh, and Kingston. But otherwise, yeah, I'd say this is probably match of the night. This squeezes it. Although, saying that, the Sting Derby L1 was quite fun.
1: Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's like it's... If you go by the situation of just pure, like, the kind of, like... Over the top, I won't say spot fest but kind of like you know, great mat, mat, you know, back and forths. It definitely is up. It definitely ticks all the boxes of like a match of the night type of match, if you would say, if you would say that. Uh, so yeah, so good match, can't, uh, and then we're yeah, it's also a match. Well, um, you know, I can't wait to see what Kenny Omega does next. So hopefully, uh, build up to him losing that title at some point, maybe it all out, but just have to wait and see, I guess.
0: We'll see the potential downfall of Kenny so maybe he gets paranoid so he loses the AAA, he loses the impact so as a result he gets more and more paranoid maybe even with his own teammates maybe even with the good brothers maybe even with the bucks maybe even with don
1: that would make sense that uh, the fact that it'd be like a total d- decline right so yeah we just have to wait and see and see where what the where the story would go with Kenny Omega but um yeah should be as always it should be um it should be mildly entertaining because he loves long st- long long long-term story storytelling so be interesting to see what happens but um yeah obviously um was it one one thing at a note to talk about before we get into the main event is that uh what was it mark henry is signed for aw um he's going to be an announcer on that new aw rampage thing so yeah that's good for aw isn't it uh I, I, it
0: came as a surprise um I'm guess' it, I'm glad he's not back like, wrestling. I guess because um, that's not what we need. Uh, more Hall of Famers, more legends uh, coming in. We need to get that fine balance again of established stars, stars that have, you know, kind of passed their best. You know, Stings, you could kind of marquee, kind of name there you can still go occasionally, but you've got to push those new talents uh, through. Um, or being too reliant on uh, WWE guys. Was it a necessary signing? Uh, I wouldn't say so. But it's a good paycheck for Mark Henry, i imagine. So, good for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, it's just... Um, everyone keeps saying, like... It's not like he's doing... It's not like he's in the ring. No. He's just... Most of these guys they've signed, like these legends, have pretty much been on the announce t- team. You know? It's not like they've been wrestling. So, I'd... I'd, I'd more, more put you know experience on the on the um, commentary team is not a bad thing, I would say.
0: More experience, well, I guess more knowledge on the commentary team, but you know, I'd rather have someone who's a skilled commentator um, calling the action. So, I mean, Mauro Ronello would be fantastic, uh, but I think he is he full time with TNA now. I know he did a match with Rich One and uh, and Kenny Omega, but I'm not sure if he's full time Impact or not.
1: I don't think so i think that was just a one-off because obviously it's a massive hmm. like match so they got a massive announcer yeah. to do it or the commentary comment play by play but yeah i mean i, I think the problem is like he could do it. yeah they could get him in but it's like anything it's uh the kind of thing uh, they've got on aw dynamite it's kind of the the mix it's quite well you know you've got jr's kind of experience you've got um tony um tony C- giovanni um, kind of like he's got his back and forth between them so then you've got Excalibur mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the knowledge based he's like the guy that you want to ask about all the moves and everything so it's a good combination so it's
0: not necessary I don't think it necessarily I don't think for like casual very casual fans I guess it helps the brand but as a hardcore fan I'm not really fussed about Mark Henry starting for AEW
1: at least it didn't big I mean, at least they learned their lesson this time and not bigged up right yeah because last time it backfired cause they...
0: oh yeah not as good we got a, a huge signing it's christian cage I mean, okay we, we we like we like christian cage but when you say huge we're expecting like maybe we're signing with like you were talking like cm punk level or you know new japan kind of deal like have you signed okada to like a uh multi promotional deal you know that would have been pretty big but christian cage okay maybe if it
1: it's fine. It would just, yeah, yeah,
0: I know. If this was in 2011. Okay, fine. Uh, post like TNA run and World Championship run in WWE. Okay, I get that.
1: And I think, I think, but I think they said I think they've learned the lesson. So that's like, just like you know, don't tell anyone, make an announcement. Everyone goes, oh, that's fun, and then just move on. And um, it might sound horrible. That's what we're gonna do.
0: <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. And We're gonna move on to the final match of the night the second edition of the stadium stampede
1: yeah um it's kind of a uh, it's a it's it's weird because we just had a couple of weeks ago we had um blood on guts that you would say is a kind of feud it was kind of like a match that you would finish a feud but in this case it started a feud kind of so um it's a bit a bit strange that he had that and then he had this so it's like two big multi-team matches like you know, two teams going against each other in a matter for like a couple of weeks. Isn't it, don't you think that's a bit a bit strange, or does it really bother you that much?
0: It's a little bit strange. You would have thought that the stipulation of uh, the blood and guts, where you can only win by by submission, pretty much um, they have they have to quit. Um, so, if the inner circle decided to quit, as they did, like Sammy Guevara did in the match, then they would have to disband. Uh, I think that would have in- increased the stakes and tension more. Um, I think, and then potentially lead to a match. Maybe you could have had on this card instead. Like um, you could have had Guevara and Sean Spears. You could have had Guevara against MJF, maybe. Um, but Stadium Stampede was a success last year, and it might be an annual thing, a signature thing that AEW does. So,
1: so, um, but yeah. So, kind of as you we know the story here. Basically, MDF. We all thought when it was part of the inner circle, we'd take over the inner circle. No, he was biding his time to uh, basically form his own group to take them out one one at a time. And the last couple of weeks, it's just basically been back and forth between, you know, each other. Um, You know, obviously we had the blood and guts match. there was obviously the pinnacle one. Then obviously, then they've got the stipulation with the, if the inner circle will lose, they're out. They basically don't exist anymore. And um, yeah, I think they're basically, you can't... I got be honest. Actually, what well, I thought in circle win going in, but there was that you had that feeling that they would. It's, it's the type of thing Jericho would do, wouldn't he? Like kind of like, like let the heel team win so he can put a bigger star over. It would be he would let his team lose, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what he did for for Blood and Guts, uh, but they just need to again. They just wanted Stadium Stampede because it was popular last year uh one of their best matches of of the year of twenty twenty um and you've got two rival factions going against each other so it you it, know it's very fitting it makes sense um and plus the way it went down it is just a way to send the crowd home happy especially when they're in an arena like full capacity for the first time in ages so it's a lovely little send off I mean, I guess you could have had like a little bit of sweet kind of okay, thank you very much, goodbye, but why do that? You know, just have fun, celebrate. Brilliant the inner circle are back together, everything's good, everything is back as it was. You know. Uh nothing nothing changes and hopefully this is back to this is hopefully back to normal now. This sticks. We don't go into uh empty arenas again and fund the domes and shit like that. We...
1: <laughs> but, I mean, do do you think um, would it be an empty arena thing for in the future? Because is it? Would you think they might put fans in like the area to make it a bit more like proper, like maybe like a more of a like football match kind of feel? Like put instead of just being an empty arena, would you think they put more fans in it? Maybe next year, maybe through obviously to make it a bit, you know, um, more of a big bigger deal. I thought they would. Yeah, I thought they would have done.
0: This. Something like that. So if it was the main event. I guess they didn't move him because I guess COVID, I guess, and social distancing, so they didn't want people moving around too much, I guess. Um maybe. Uh but next time round the stadium may not be at full capacity, but you'll have at least how many how many were in there? Like eighty like ten thousand, twenty thousand? Um Something like that. I think it, it was full yeah. It was um full capacity and all that. Sure, oh, full capacity, yeah. But having Having crowds like filtered if it was the main event, they can just shift over uh, to the stadium. Or as they, as they did at, at the at the very end, if the audience can't come to us to the stadium, we'll just come to them, and we'll just go and finish it in the ring.
1: Yeah, and but to be fair, it's it's um, it just it may, maybe next year, maybe. But I think um, as you say it's going to be a thing to stay. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you look at it, it kind of um, started off interesting. And the match. Just talk a bit more about the actual match. Because there's a lot a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Got a lot of notes here. So we're going to try and breeze through most of this. But uh, but yeah. Obviously we started off with. Um, we had. A, was it? A limo. Obviously it was um, MGF, Uh Basically coming out. With his really interesting gear. I mean. You know. He can put it off. He's MGF. He can do what he wants. But um, yeah. Just a nice little promo. Heel promo. Just sitting there saying. Yeah. You're, it's the end of Chris Jericho. And then all of a sudden. Judas plays and then we have the inner circle uh, it's, Jericho always finds a way to kind of um, he always finds a way of kind of doing it up in the game or doing upper like entrances you know and obviously this one we did where they kind of um, was it uh, was it got from um, entering from the top of the scoreboard and kind of um, ho- hoisting it themselves down slowly that uh, it did take a bit longer than anticipated
0: yeah they were absolutely themselves down it wasn't it wasn't the smoothest it was a little bit awkward coming down but the idea was nice Uh Then when they got down to the ground, they had the the pyro. Uh, They were basically lined up like a a metal band, like Fozzy, I guess, and they looked absolutely badass. They looked really cool. And MJF is all... Yeah, and MJF was all on his own. Uh, And MJF, being a coward that he is, decides to hide in the limo as the inner circle form on the outside. However, the pinnacle then come in in uh, FTR's... Uh, signature pickup truck and that's when the brawl the stampede begins um you have FTR taking on um Santana and Ortiz so the two uh, signature tag teams are of each faction you've got the two big guys Jake Hagers um against uh Wardlow Sammy Guevara Sean Spears and of course the faction leaders Jericho against MJF and we follow them throughout in different locations
1: yeah, pretty much what we did. I mean, to be fair, they they, they, they timed it quite nicely. Like, the smooth the, the, the smooth transition towards the other members was really good. Um, but, I mean, obviously, kind of with the... Obviously, Sammy Carval and Sean Spears were in the ring. A lot of, like, basic wrestling kind of stuff, you know. I think um, Sammy Carval being, you know, high-flying as you expect, kind of, you know, off the ropes. You had Sean Spears, I think, hit a blue thunderbolt at one point. Uh, But, yeah, but it didn't get... It, it was like it was slow at first, but then when it got to the bit where... MGF um, was came out of the as a as you said, cowdy comes out of the limo, looking around, saying, "Oh, it's safe now. It's safe to come out." And then he looks around, and Jericho's like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And then and then they've got good old hockey fight back and forth. And then um, check checking in the boot. Apparently, I, I didn't know there was a lot of things in um, limo boots. But apparently, they've got fire extinguishers. I mean, I, do um, limos go up uh, go up in flames more often than not? Am I missing something?
0: Well, if you remember, Vince McMahon uh, died, didn't it? Well, if you remember rightly, Vince McMahon died in that terrible limousine accident and then came back to life again. So, lesson learned. Always have a fire extinguisher. He
1: <laughs> we survived. We know why, but yeah. Not one, but two. They had two because you never know it could... But, um... Yep. I just found that intriguing, you know. I'm just looking and going, oh, you got a fire extinguisher in there. Okay. Interesting. But... um yeah, obviously the, this nice little exchange from we talking about fire extinguishers. Um, MGF was like, "Oh, this could be a good defensive weapon," and then the um, cliche, uh, what everyone does with a fire extinguisher, P- uh, puts it, uh, blows, op- sprays the fire extinguisher into Je- uh, uh, Jericho's face, so you know gets the advantage, and then MGF takes that to run away, and uh, Jericho chases him, and uh, yeah, and then normally I think we cut, I think we cut to. Um, back and forth between some of the people other other parts of the fighting but it it kind of went back into kind of um jericho jericho was just beating the living crap out of mdf i think he Hawk, what was it um was it fighting on and fighting there and obviously mdf would throw some coffee in his face like that's a dick move hot coffee come on man that's low
0: he then uses the phone uh and talking to the imaginary person on the other end saying sorry uh jericho can't come to the phone right now he's busy eating his own teeth or swallowing his own teeth something like that which was quite fun quite silly stadium stampede's quite a gimmicky, gimmicky silly fun idea so just play up to it uh as well as having that that brutality so the coffee in the face um the attacking of the of the cast um we have jericho using the megaphone to scream in mjf's face that's quite funny the the sheep pans um he crushes MJF uh between the wall uh using using the table so that will cause some internal damage uh to MJF there uh waxing with the cleaning sign uh, he's throwing footballs at him uh using the laptop in the uh jaguar uh Jacksonville Jaguars coaching room um so the coach has got a nice little little cameo there
1: Throw some footballs at him, like good, you know.
0: Yep. He uh he pushes uh, MGF on the office chair through the door and through the table. Um MGF goes back to the arm. Um and Jericho does a lovely little bit of slapstick comedy, but also using his environment very effectively, spinning the whiteboard to whack MGF straight in the mush, which is very humorous.
1: Um yeah, I mean to be to be fair though, it's like um Jericho was quite on point With his comedy in this In this kind of match To be fair It's like the bit with Obviously using the football uh, To go back earlier With using the Four the football zone um, That was kind of funny And then the coach You know Going up to the coach Saying have a nice Have a great season And and the coach was like Holy shit (laughs) It's like That was kind of funny And it's um, Just because it's like That's how you would be active If someone's came into your office And then all of a sudden They're fighting And then they come out And you're just looking at Going holy shit What the fuck was that That was a bit weird but yeah, I mean, with Chris Jericho, you can always count on goofiness, right? It's kind of um, mm-hmm. what he's quite good at, you know, doing the seriousness but goofiness at the same time. Uh, but then, after, and then after that, we kind of cut to um, obviously Jake uh, was it Jake Hager and um, Wardlow fighting, you know, nothing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know, hitting, um, slamming people through boxes, and kind of uh, fighting in a meat kind of what's it called, a freezer, basically, fighting all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of um, hitting in basically as you expect from the big strength you know big big guys like this so just throwing each other around but uh kind of a a fighting resulted in this kind of section of the match where kind of you had um what was it was it Wardlow spearing hager through the kind of um but you know the wall basically and going into the kitchen that's um you know i always love those spots because it's like because it's like a situation of like yeah because rules, in real life, rules don't break like that. Because real rules, you know, it's terrible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what I liked about this, I said um, I'm loving the selling by everyone, really overdoing the selling, I noticed. If you if it wasn't the only one here, but properly, like, oh, gone a bit go- over-top goofiness type of selling of all the hit- hitting with, like, bins and trash-, trash cans and all that kind of stuff, you know. Gone a bit over the top with it.
0: Then we cut to... Uh Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. Uh, we see Sean Spears in his chair room as he is the chairman of the of the pinnacle. Uh sammy Guevara is demonstrating his wonderful parkour uh evasive skills, doing a lovely uh back lift off the counter. Um he is then long darted into a garage door with his head bouncing off it. Um sean spears considers using now this is a lovely little bit of continuity um here which i really appreciate um especially in kind of cinematic matches there's something to something to bear in mind for later on Uh, a little bit of i guess foreshadowing as well i guess um we have the bolt cutters which is quite a sick weapon you think oh god what's sean spears going to do is he going to try and uh i don't know cut off sammy's sammy guevara's fingers uh, but no he doesn't want the bolt cutters he wants his good old signature chair uh, they launch um, launch the face into the scissor lift uh, there is a uh, choke with a cable uh, which uh, initially um, Sean Spears goes for but Sammy Guevara then appears from behind with the exactly the same idea so both these guys are on the same wavelength I guess they, they know each other so well um, Sammy Guevara Climbs the structure, but uh, Sean Spears has moved out of the way, and throws a ladder into Sammy Guevara's face. He then uses the handcuffs that he has, not quite sure where he got those from, um, to handcuff uh, Sammy Guevara to the shelf. Oh no, there's now a uh, five on four disadvantage, so uh, Pinnacle have the man advantage now that Guevara uh, is handcuffed to the shelf. Or, Or has he? Because, uh, Going back too early with the bolt cutters, because Sean Spears threw them away, they conveniently landed right near Sammy Guevara's feet. So we don't ever see him escape, but that is established. You can just yeah, you don't need to see him being uh, trying to cut out of it. You can just assume that oh he got to the bolt cutters and cut himself free. And
1: there we go. That was very nice. I always, I always like stuff like that. You know, I quite like it's kind of a, yeah. Like I also like the ideas like. Sometimes I know they say show don't tell, but in sometimes in this you didn't you didn't need to. You just like, yeah, leave the, he's gonna get out. Like he did you just, just had to leave that there and then skip to the next bit and you knew he'll be back near the end of the match. That's how it works, right?
0: Absolutely. A bit of I think the term's exposition, I guess. Um but then we cut to the now this is the most probably underwhelming uh section of the stadium stampede uh between um proud and powerful against FTR. Uh, first things first, Tully Blanchard looked absolutely ridiculous.
1: <laughs> he did go a bit crazy, right?
0: That yeah. It, he did not fit in well at all. That I he looked like something from a porn film. Um, that that was that's not a good look, Tally. Um they have a face off and they drink shots with each other, which I found odd, uh, and then they started trading shots.
1: Do you think that was, um, sorry, Like, would well, you think that was um, respect, or just because, you know, they wanted a drink before they thought? Maybe.
0: I'm not quite sure, maybe a bit of both.
1: I mean, I thought, I mean, I get it, it was a bit strange, but yeah, yeah. I just think it was really, I, I like that, it's just like they hate each other, but they kind of secretly respect each other. Or well, maybe as always, probably looking into it a bit too much. <laughs> probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, just a little bit of added silliness, which I, I don't think needed to need to be to be there just uh, i think as they did later on just start throwing bottles at each other perfect that's great that's fun um conan was the dj as well
1: yeah i love that i love that it's like everyone's like i like that content as you said continuity right when he said like yeah you know former former lax you know kind of affiliate i I know i've done it before but it's always nice Mm -hmm. to see him back so you know that's really cool um he got got, kind of got involved in the end where you know toy blanchard was trying to Interfere and was going to hit him with a pipe. I think he found, or I think it was mm-hmm. Ortiz. But then, Conan was like, "Nope, not happening, mate." <laughs> and then, yeah, and obviously you would say, but the bolt was later on. But yeah, we got. I think it was st- I don't know. Did he get? Did he get like kind of stick him like it's like a, a, a sharp pipe or something, and then just like stabbed him in the face or something or on the head. I'm not quite sure. I know, was it
0: earlier on or later on where Wardlow tries to stab Hager with a with an ice uh, with an icicle. Jesus oh Christ. yeah,
1: that. that and I that was like, I felt, I felt, like I was watching like a was it a prison film, you know. They've got the shiv, Yeah. you know, trying to get you know the fight out.
0: Good old ice shiv.
1: But yeah, that, that was a bit of. <laughs> it's kind of what it was. This happens to be an icicle right there that you want to start. I don't know. It's very strange, but um, but yeah, obviously this all culminated in basically, um uh what was it um santana and um dax what wired i would say wider uh wider uh, um f- fighting into the escalator and then basically we're never seen again wheeler that's it and we never saw them again like literally never saw them again they just no we never saw them again and then they just came out obviously they came out near the end and obviously we knew they must have survived but it looks like we know who won that fight in the escalator then don't we but um yeah and after that we got was it back to Wardlow and hager uh, it looks like they got out of the kitchen and found their way into some sort of back stage thing or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, and they're fighting on top of a, cr- uh, a w- watch. Ironically, it was probably um, a, uh, what was it? Uh, what's the word for? It is a, uh, like a truck or something or the thing they kind of used for like, kind of used last year with Sammy Kavara That maybe that tied into something. Probably didn't.
0: Is that a golf That's buggy?
1: One for, Yeah, golf buddy type thing. Um fighting on top of that, and then you just bit it um Hager done low blow to the gut on Wardlow. and then was it choke slammed him off the cut off the cart into some sort of other you know basically some carts so or what
0: Wind yeah side off
1: so he's out so that's two down, so it looks like um you can see where this is all going right <laughs> basically taking out each member one by one mm-hmm. uh but then we get back then we get back to the kind of, the kind of fight that everyone wanted to see the other ones are kind of sideshows. But the one we all wanted to see is Chris Jericho beating the living crap out of that weasel MTF. Let's be honest, right? That's what we all wanted to see.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we also got a nice little air quotes cameo from Tony Khan's father in a cardboard form
1: <laughs> that was, that was, <laughs> in the conference kind room. Of funny, like, I kind of like that. You know, you're in trouble now. I think that was the quote I think um, Jericho said
0: it doesn't move that jimmy havoc would be proud of he used the stapler to staple a piece of paper to mgf's face and then caused more damage so as to just pull the paper out
1: what did it say like cuz i actually didn't like cuz obviously i don't know what the card said i think it was like you're welcome or something i can't remember what it actually said on the thing
0: i i can't i can't recall I was too busy laughing because he got a stapler to the face. Yeah, well, to
1: be fair, I, I love the selling of it. It's just like to, to be fair, he actually he, he actually sold it like, yeah, that would that would bloody hurt <laughs> a stapler to the face. It would, and he takes it out as well. It's Horrible.
0: There is a uh, a pile driver on the table uh, from MJF to Jericho. He then attempts to use a claw hammer to uh, further damage uh, Jericho's arm uh, slash elbow, but. Uh, Jericho manages to counter it using a uh, a trash bin or a trash bin I guess um, uh, Jericho then manages to find Floyd his good old uh, baseball bat companion uh, and clubs MJF with it um, I have Jericho calling I think it's Jericho calling um, the MJF an, uh, a real asshole something like that and smashes his face through the through the glass panel uh, in the door, busting uh, MJF open. open. Uh, he then manages to grab his hair and drag him all the way uh, to the stadium seating area um, where all the fans are gathered for the for the finale of this uh, second edition of Stadium Stampede. Uh, Sean Spears runs into the uh, Inner Circle uh, Motorcycle Definitely Club. Was which a, a
1: thing. I
0: wasn't aware I was a thing. No. I, I would have thought were Santana oralties on the on the motorbike? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Because uh, they just completely fucked off and disappeared.
1: Yeah, well I didn't I did wasn't paying attention there, but yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't know that was a thing, but yeah, I don't think so. Uh
0: anyway, Jericho and MJF are fighting in, in Daly's place and the crowd are going nuts. Uh Jericho drops MJF um uh, on the steel railing, landing right between his legs. Um MGF uh, attempts to throw. Uh, was that the other way around? Um, but MGF attempts to throw Jericho over the barricade So another fall. Uh, but I'm sure there'd be plenty of crash mats and cardboard boxes down there. I'm sure he'll be safe again. Um, we have Jericho power bombing uh, MGF through the through the table, and MGF is now effectively out of action. And we finally see. Um, uh, Sean Spears again in the back and we have a little uh, call back to last year where Sammy Guevara was the victim on that occasion. This time the tables have turned because uh, now Sammy Guevara is behind the wheel of the golf cart. Uh, he chases down Sean Spears and manages to run him down.
1: Oh, it al- always makes me laugh that. It's always a great spot. But but now we can beat Sammy Guevara last year basically running into the side of it and like, completely selling the hell out of it. But it was up there.
0: I mean, that was fantastic, but also uh, I don't know which one. I'd rather take that than the one-winged angel from the from the stadium seating down to the ground. That looked absolutely brutal. Oh yeah, brutal.
1: No, 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 I'm not taking a not taking that at all. But them no, two, the two, I the two are that. crazy. So you know they can do that crazy spot. But um, yeah, well, obviously after that, obviously it's just um, they finally fight our way into the actual ring. You know. It didn't do it last year, but this year we did fight all the way to the ring. And then we just, it's basically a standard wrestling match at this point with, um, you know, is it uh, Sam McCowell and Sean Spears fighting in the ring? Uh, we had a figure where was it Sam jumping off the top rope, but then Spears like kind of hitting with the chair midair. We've got the count for two. Uh, Sean picks up the chair, um, sets, him, kind of sets him up for a massive like kind of sh- chair shot. I was thinking of, it reminded me of Cody Rhodes' chair shot to the face, I was thinking of at this point. Uh, Sammy Kavar putting the middle finger mm-hmm. up with laugh defiance, and then a massive headshot, Sammy Kavar, But he still kicks out. Uh, but then obviously we had a nice little callback to the 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 debut of the pinnacle with um, when he chucked uh, what was it? Sammy Kavar into that chair. I think he like pushed his face into that chair. I think uh, when they debuted. Uh, so it looks like he was going to set up for that, but um, Sammy Kavar count kind of countered with nice knee strikes, got back into it, and yes, he basically took him. And then basically slams his face into that steel chair on the middle, the bottom of the rope. Went to the top. Hit a, was it? Not talking about four fifty. We got we got six thirty sent on splash, right on Spears. Gets to pin, gets to win, and in some ways Mm-mm. gets re- redeemed after it was him that quit in the blood and guts. So looks like he's um, he's got his team to win in the Wii match. So that's right. Yeah, great. I think it was really good.
0: I don't think it quite tops. Uh last year's Stadium Stampede. Um I think last year they played more with the environment in the stadium, uh, especially the mainly in the field and the seating area and the bar. Uh, this was more of if you can recall uh the young Bucks against Butcher and the Blade, their kind of uh backstage brawl, this is this is more the case, I guess. Uh, rather than the stadium stampede was a backstage brawl, I would it say. It was, I
1: mean, to be fair, it was fine. I think it was, I, I get it last year was different. I think uh, they played more on the drama and less of the comedy because last year they went a bit, like the last year, they really played on the kind of comedy aspects of it. They went about, because obviously they had Matt Hardy and all that, so they played on it a bit more. But this year, it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was probably a bit more serious, so it didn't have those, them more mm-hmm. memorable spots, Mem spots, I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that might be why it felt like last year's was better than this year's, but I think it still kind of looked pretty good. so. But I can see what I mean. I think last year was just more, they were a bit more creative. I think it could have kind of had to be, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, I think they teamed the right people up to, to face each other. However, I'd, I'd like to have seen them going back to... Because they, they went to each other at least two times. They only went to the tag teams really kind of once, pretty much. Um and also playing with the kind of dynamics as well so the, maybe like two-on-one kind of situations which they did uh, a lot of in the in the first Stadium SMP match as well rather than just one-on-ones
1: yeah I mean kind of all interjected as well I think in the first one they kind of all are kind of in this one they kind of felt like they all just went their separate ways and then like yeah didn't see each other again for the entire match as you said it would have been nice to have something you know they mm. interject or like they both get involved but Maybe that was because of the way he filmed it, or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, would have liked to be more interaction with each other than just the all separated and fighting their own battles. Maybe that's it. We got again. Obviously, as has been, has been a tr- interesting with you. Um, we we, we try to keep it as like, as short as possible, but um, when you're talking about two amazing two matches at the end, it's very hard to keep it short and sweet.
0: Uh, as well as the show being the show being four hours long as well and having some technological issues uh, along the way
1: yes um obviously when you lovely people listen to this or watch this on youtube you you won't even notice it because i'll use my genius editing skills to uh, make it all slow very nicely so but um yeah let's kind of finish off this review and talk about like yeah so double nothing twenty twenty one. what's your thoughts good show um, was it was last year's better or do you think this was a very very was it like their best show of the year so far AEW, would you say
0: the fans made it i think the best show uh of the year they were apart from a few matches like in between um so the uh anthony gogo cody and the tnt championship match um that carved kind of that aside they were pretty much hot for pretty much everything else i'd say especially the first two contests um and for those final two matches as well uh oh and for Sting and uh stings Ingring ring return i guess um yeah the fans really really made it it was fantastic to have them back um yeah overall i thought the the card was really good um and as i mentioned before some matches undelivered um maybe even the steam stampede just a bit uh but ultimately, uh, I thought it was a very enjoyable show. Four hours, though. It's a bit long. Three and a half, maybe, but four hours. Mm. Not, I'm not sure about that.
1: Maybe they've done the whole thing with the first time we have fans, so we're going to overstuff the card because there's so many. First time back, so we have to go a bit, uh, put too much. But me- Yeah, so maybe, hopefully, but I think they've still got, obviously, we talked about all out or in chicago in september i think if i might be wrong top of my head i think yeah it's in like mid mid september i think the next show makes sense two months they usually do two months apart usually this stuff but um yeah so maybe they might put it down to maybe six seven would be nice <laughs> especially for us reviewers please please put it down so that's a lot of stuff to watch but but um uh, yeah i think i think um except for obviously the the Cody match and maybe the uh, Mural TNT Championship match. Most of the matches delivered in some ways. You know, had some spots that are very enjoyable, very entertaining. Um, I still think match Matching Night is a toss-up between uh, probably the tag team match or um, the tag team title match or uh, the uh, world title match. I mean, you could sit there and say the main event was also good, but but I think the well, Be personally, I would say the world title match. Cause I just think it was just... I don't know. It just, it just, they all clicked. I don't know what it is. that They faced each before. Just that match clicked in some ways, and the crowd were really into it. That shows that um, having a crowd back really enhances any match. So it was just, um, it was more prevalent in that match of how much we miss fans so much when in wrestling matches. If you know what I mean.
0: Absolutely. Uh, again, touched on before. Fresh idea. They've all got chemistry. They all have some history of each other um yeah very very enjoyable match very fast paced uh very back and forth um the result was kind of inevitable um there was like a, a very very small or what if orange cassidy but i think it's far too early for kenny to to drop that title um especially to say someone like like orange for example um Otherwise, yeah, very very enjoyable match. Um, I think yeah, the Bucks and Bucks and against uh, Mox and Kingston had a slight edge in that.
1: Potentially, Mox and Kingston could win. Potentially, yeah, it would have made a bit more sense them winning it than obviously Owens Casti winning the world title. But yeah, I get I get where you're going with that. But um, yeah, I mean, if grading wise, let's get just quick way before we have to go. Uh, should we say? I would say would eight out of ten be a fair assessment, or do you think that's too high? What do you think? It should be higher? Obviously, 8 out of 10? It would probably be,
0: I'd probably say, it would be a 7.5, but the crowd made it a, a solid 8, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think 8 out of 10 is good. I mean, I mean it's, it's it's the high. if you go on Cage Match, it's the highest rated. I think it's on like 9.1 or something. So I think, um, yeah, a little bit overrated. <laughs> yeah, but it's because I think the uh, the world title match got like a 9.1 or something. so that always puts the score up immensely. Yeah. But, but it's all preference isn't it so it's, it's, it's all opinion anyway so but yeah i enjoyed it immensely so um yeah i guess um i guess in when we've been talking for so long and um these technical issues are i assume like i getting very annoying <laughs> so um that's uh, that's um finish this off um so yeah so we'll be back for review wise we'll be back for hell in a cell um obviously we've got some cool matches and that's so that'll be in a couple of weeks i think it's in two or three weeks if i know my think uh so yeah if you're um again if you watch this on youtube thank you so much for staying this long i put pre- we always appreciate it um so yeah if you like and press that like and subscribe button would be awesome get, get us more noticed uh but yeah if you go on uh go on our twitter obviously the uh, prediction game will be back on how on the sales. so that would be interesting to see uh, what's going to go in there? Because it's always fun. So go on, Josh do Pod on Twitter. Follow that there. You can go on our Instagram at Josh 2 in Podcasts. Um, Josh do Pod at gmail.com dot com. I think I got that right. And um, yeah, if you want to find us in there, we'll we're, we're put. We're, we're not hard to find. That's all I'm going to say. So as I said, no excuse not to be able to find us and listen to our latest reviews. So yeah, exactly so um yeah so as I said we'll be aw will probably be back for obviously all out when it's out when that's in a couple of months so we get a bit of a respite for aw for at least a month or so but um hell in a cell it's gonna shit it's, it's uh, hell in a cell always produce some sort of cool stuff So that should be fun so that'll be in a couple of weeks so i guess in you know, the last few days we'll see see you then i've been Stuart Irvine.
0: i've been joshua plumber
1: and jeff see you at hell in a cell have an awesome week everyone right bye
0: see you in hell